it rock and roll. Welcome to another Cleveland Moto Podcast. Is this 288 now? 288. 288. All right. Oh, wait. You just killed your mic by doing something. How did I kill my mic? I don't know. Oh, that was it. That was it? Wait. Yeah, now you're back. You're back. You got it. It is a rather less than tight interaction. But now. Yeah. All right. We're good? That's what she said. All right. We're good. All right. Exactly. We'll just repeat everything you say. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. John's gay. John's gay. All right. All right. Oh, so it's nice to have a good piece of meat in my mouth. <laughs> Everybody right. loves Chris's and meat. Chris's in their meat mouth. is among the best. So, so you don't get the oh, eating sounds on the ASMR track. Um, it's bad enough with the electric fans going to keep us cool. Because with this group of gentlemen and the meat sweats, <laughs> it's the new ska band, the meat sweats. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm drinking it now. Holy oh, crap! Well, well I'm good just trying sausage. to blow all the COVID down that way. Mm. I got my, Sorry. my COVID <laughs> repeller fan. Oh, so they're bouncing in the middle. Okay. Yeah, your COVIDs and my COVIDs are hitting in the middle, mm-hmm. duking it out. COVID 38 going on. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You do want maps. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to my left is Chris Smith. Thank you, Chris. And you brought tonight. We brought some uh, homemade uh, kibasi mm-hmm. uh, made by the uh, society or the, uh, what are we called? Uh, the charcuterie, hobbyists, and occasional smokers, chaos. Chaos. And uh, <laughs> so we, we put it in the smoker on top of uh, making it over at the Saxonheim. Mm-hmm. So uh, cooked that up and uh, brought it in. And then we also brought in some baby back ribs oh, that were, ribs uh, so good. were smoked last mm-hmm. weekend. And... Uh, I think a little bit of a rub on them, too. Yeah, we did too many, so mm-hmm. I thought, well, bring those them in and see if I can sell them on anybody here. They're dry More rub than ribs. happy to help you out with those. Yeah. Well, And thank- you brought three different kinds of mustard. Three different kinds so of mustard excellent. to enjoy the, uh, the sausage. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, it really is. That's exactly what I needed for tonight, to have the power to do a good podcast. Is- but there's more. Wait, there's more? <laughs> in the pan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there is more. We're going to... We're going to take the podcast right to the point of we're going to achieve pork-fired perfection, and we're going to move on to triglyceride-based failure. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to get that nice lull. And brought Chris a, brought us... Uh, brought a growler of homebrew, which is a uh, oh. West Coast pale ale. Fuck oh, shit. It is, like, seriously, it's really good. So, like it's, a Sierra Nevada? Tasty. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We copied the recipe, and we brought some bourbon... In the bourbon? glass decanter, in the bourbon? Cut crystal bourbon. Yeah. So you don't have to work tomorrow, or what? Actually, I just can't drink too much tonight because I do have to work tomorrow. <laughs> you have to work tomorrow. Well, let's yeah. face it; it's fuck off Friday. So. Yeah. And it is fuck off Friday, and fuck off Friday has a whole different vibe in Corona. Mm. So it is it is a whole different game for us. Uh, but it's also week. it's also no tie July. Oh really? Nice. Yeah. That makes perfect for me. sense. Yeah, that's so. perfect. I've been no tie July since like 1989, yeah. I think, or something That's around it. there. Yeah. Yeah. Steve's been free ball Paul since. Uh... <laughs> it's free ball fall. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right, and to your left, Dan Kropke. Dan, you brought no less than 36 beers tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe I don't know who you were planning for. 29 or 30. <laughs> 29 or 30. <laughs> so, not kidding, you brought the Gasuffa. The Gasuffa is. Fathead's Oktoberfest, which is really, really good. Awesome stuff. That's really awesome stuff. That's the camera up there. You can aim it at, aim it at the camera. There you go. And then I also know you brought some Gumball Head, right? Gumball Head and yep. uh, 
Gogglefogger, Hefeweizen. The Gogglefogger is one of my absolute favorites on the planet. I like Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen are just and, amazing. And the Bumbleberry. And the Bumbleberry, which I haven't had Bumbleberry since last time I hung out with you. So that's like last the official, week. Well, when we were at the motorcycle show and we had Tim Burke with us and we went to Fatheads after the motorcycle show, uh, the Bumbleberry was like, it was like the official winter launch of Bumbleberry. And so everybody was drinking Bumbleberry that night, and I burped it up the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst thing. Little blue burps. Little blue burps. It's not too shabby. Pretty good. Uh, and to his left? Steve Hoffert. And all I brought was a bad attitude. And a bad attitude. <laughs> Again. Again. Came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And what'd you ride tonight, Steve? My Zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I rode my Zero tonight, too. To the liquor store. <laughs> you guys all snuck up on us in the in the parking yes, lot. Yes, we did. We had no idea you were coming, and all of a sudden, pff, bikes. It's just instantly bikes. Yeah, I was going to try to uh, shoot some more bang snaps at you on the way back, but <laughs> I turned around, and you yeah, were there. Yeah, did you hear You're the one? We got you at the light. Did you yeah, hear so it? when right. I was sitting at the light, I heard one snap behind me. Yeah. And uh, so that's cool. So, and uh, to his left. Johnny Mac. And describe what you brought to the podcast tonight, John. These are just little bang snaps. Okay, we all know what snapping pops are. They're little rolled up pieces of paper that you eat your cat, mm-hmm. and you know. Looks like the end of an ear swab. It does look like the end yeah. of an ear swab. Yeah. These would probably be most best described as fuseless firecrackers. Exactly. Yeah. So they're cylindrical. Yeah, they look like a lady lady finger. They do look like a lady finger, but, but no yeah. fuse, and you just throw them. And you just throw them at shit. Yeah. But you brought a wrist rocket. Of course. You brought a slingshot. Yes. So you brought a slingshot, which is the perfect combination of two childhood. <laughs> Two great taste things. that taste good together. Right, it is. Great it is the peanut butter and chocolate of hooliganism. Yes. Yeah. I test fired one at the shop door because I wanted to see like what kind of yeah. damage it would do. But Steve had to one up me. <laughs> so I fired one at the garage so door to, to see his what kind of damage is. it would do. <laughs> to his left is <laughs> Steve Sleepy. And we Can tried you still to count keep... to ten? No. Not without taking your pants off. No, but I did. It did. It did. Bland. One did blow up in my face, and it was a nice sulfury. I'm still smelling sulfur. So, so when you pulled it back in the slingshot, yeah, you squeezed it too hard, well, and that was enough to set it so off. So we sent one after you at the light, and yeah. I wanted to go further. So I really tried to pull it back to mm. angle it, and as soon as I let it go, it just blew up Bang. <laughs> right in the beak. Oh, <laughs> oh no! So light fuse and get well away was yeah, not yeah. part of your operating no, no, plan. No. So there's 20 of those in the package? Yeah. And you ordered them online? Yeah, yeah. It was like 16 bucks for 100 or something like okay, that. Yeah. It, totally worth fun. it. If you worth the joke. Good for Absolutely. booby trapping, too. Like I said, I did the. Uh, I laid one on top of pi- a fan blade in Piper's room. Oh. So when she turned the fan off, it went off and scared the shit out of her. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I wasn't good. I put it up there, and then I'm like, no, I better not do that. And then Peggy was like, my wife was like, yeah, yeah do it. Totally do it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so did it fall off the fan blade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fell off, hit the floor, bang. Firecracker in the room. <laughs> Can you put one in like a baked potato and throw them at people? Oh! Underneath okay. the toilet seat. Like uh, right, right underneath oh, the yeah. toilet seat when Not you sit down. Oh. The toilet seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pressure yeah. You just take a door and put it up on top of the door, and when somebody closes, it pushes off the edge, bang. Yeah, I wasn't really aware of how much energy it took to make it go pop. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Doesn't um, take much, apparently. When I was opening the, the first pack, I was like... Bleh, 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 bleh. I was like, oh, oh shit. These are like funny. a buck. <laughs> I'm like, uh. Put one under somebody's motorcycle tires. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Or in their exhaust pipe. When they, when they rev it, it'll blow out and pop. Mm-hmm. All kinds of mischief can be had. Yeah, that's very funny. So it's like, it is true that our podcasts 
emotional IQ is about 13. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Regardless and, of the age. And a cinch is left. Um, your humble narrator, Unky Phil. Uh, what we've got, uh, what I brought to the podcast tonight was we cleaned the table. We cleaned all the motorcycle parts off the table, most of the motorcycle parts off the table, because I've been prepping. So yesterday we had 13 bikes arrive. Today we were scheduled to get 24. We got zero. None. Squatoosh, as Chris would say. <laughs> uh, we got squatoosh. And because the truck drives now are completely unreliable. Mm -hmm. So I had come in today, yesterday, this big order of 13 bikes arrived, which when you see me prepping 13 bikes, when you see me uncreating and building 13 bikes, I'm just all sweat. Mm -hmm. There is nothing but sweat. And they didn't show up until 4 p.m. Oh, good. So, you know, heat of the day, we were at 96% humidity, and all these bikes showed up, and I'm tearing cardboard boxes apart, tearing crates apart, as we do. Get them all in the building, finally, at about 7.45. We close at 7. And there's this, no not doing them. They, no, have no. To, they have to get in the building. They tonight. have to get in the building, or they'll be gone. Right. I mean, you, we don't leave anything outside <laughs> here. Good yeah. point. And yeah. in fact, right. And in fact, we don't leave customers' bikes outside here, mm. for obvious reasons. And we take all of our trucks and put our trucks in front of the front of our building, right. even when there's not Black Lives Mattering. Like, even when we're just normal business, we want to keep our shit in our box. And you got to get back see. to Lakewood. <laughs> and you prove to yourself how effectively stuff works is when right. we tried to move your truck that was still chained to everything. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but, and also, sometimes they even take What's the trucks. What's a hood among friends? Yeah, right. What's that? I said, sometimes they even take the trucks exactly. out of the front right. of the building. Exactly. So <clears throat> it is... Right. We, we've proven that they will steal the trucks that are blocking the doors. So as I'm coming into the shop last night and I'm, you know, wiped out with sweat, I've been through four T-shirts. This dude comes in that is basically what I would like to call M&M's bigger, fatter, redneck cousin. <laughs> now, help me with this because I am a man of a certain age. He was wearing those basketball shorts, the real shiny basketball shorts, mm -hmm. but he was sagging them mm. to about one inch above his kneecaps. Mm -hmm. And this guy's inseam was about 14 inches. <laughs> so these <laughs> shorts looked like literally bell-bottoms mm -hmm. on him. But somehow the shorts were staying up. I don't get it. So he had a shirt on, and the shirt was covering his ass, and his balls, mm -hmm. the shirt was covering his ass and his right. balls. Yeah, yeah. And the shorts were literally two inches above his fucking knees. Right. It defies all gravity that these things were staying where they were. Right. He must have an elaborate system of harnesses mm -hmm. that keeps <laughs> the shorts at, like, if the goal was to Ball sag. Ball length. Exactly. If the goal was to sag, if you got 10 bonus points right. for every inch below your waist you went, He's winning. Maybe he had his mom just sew him to his boxers. Now, I was thinking about that, but I could definitely see the shirt material was tucked into the shorts. Maybe. So there had to be something in the shirt. I wonder if they secretly have suspenders. They like must. Like all these guys. Internally. How do, they, how do you run? I looked. Well, you can't run. Fuck. Dude, this guy was wearing Crocs. No, he was wearing cracks, like the imitation Crocs. <laughs> they weren't real Crocs. They were like, they were like you know, Chinese Right. Loosely associated with a sports team. Right. They were the, the, the zips or the, the keds of the Crocs world. <laughs> but he'd never exceeded 
more than three miles per hour. He's never had to deploy the sports strap on the Crocs. Right. He's only leisure time. And he's just one of those big, fat, ugly pork people. You know, he's like a couple of generations ago. You ever said you heard you lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas? Yeah. Somebody woke up with piglets in his family. And he's one of them. And this dude came into the shop and we were very kind and he wouldn't put a mask on. And so we do wear masks in the shop because we do that. Because yep. one, there's a rule. And two, we also don't want whatever he's got coming in here. I know all you assholes. And you would you would be courteous enough to not come in here if you weren't feeling well, 100%. To so, that point, so just yeah. so people know we are serious about it, we're not stupid. When I traveled right. a bunch of weeks ago, yeah. I said, hey, I just got back from Philly. I've been exactly. on a flight. Does anybody feel comfortable? And everybody was like, let's skip a week. Let's skip a week. And exactly. so we all made yep. sure nobody was sick, and we mm-hmm. came back the next week. So mm-hmm. we're not being stupid about this, you know, whatever. Sure. But yeah. And so <clears throat> I said, sir, we're closed. Come back tomorrow, 11 to 7. We'll be happy to help you. No, 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 no. Oh, God damn it. Here we go. <laughs> well, sir, you can't come in. We're closed. The shop's closed. The door was open. Oh. Uh. Well, let me fix that. Yeah. Step, said, well, step outside for a second. Wait, show me, show me how the door was open. Let's go back outside. I said, well, do me a favor. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, we'll see you tomorrow at 11 o'clock when we open. Call, make an appointment like it says on the door that you walk through and the door frame that you walk through and pass the giant sign that said you must wear a mask. You've ignored all the printed words, which tells me you can't read. And now you're ignoring my language telling you that you must leave. So if you've ignored all the printed words and you're ignoring my language... I'm going to now tell you you're trespassing and you must leave the premises. So he didn't want to go. I just want to know how much these bikes are. Oh, man. And this is it. If you're a shop owner, you know this is the bane of your existence. This is why you don't let anyone into the shop at 6.59 p.m. This is why when it's 7.01 and somebody says, I just want to look around for a minute, you leave. Or better yet, kill him and bury the carcass somewhere. Plus, it's rude to come in when people want to go home. And you know what? I don't want us to start our relationship that way. With you, me being a prick because you're a dumb shit, right? So if we start our relationship with me being a prick because you're a dumb shit, it's not going to get any better from there. I'm going to become a bigger prick, and you're going to become more of a dumb shit, which is going to lead to me a one-star review on something. So a long time ago. But I was a dumb shit as your first customer. <laughs> in Generation first, 1? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. A, I used to work in a drugstore when I was in uh, high school. Yeah. I bet and you did. at 8.59, we closed at 9. Mm-hmm. This uh, vertically challenged leprechaun woman would come in, just looking for her lucky charms. And she would, and they had the rack like right in the front counter, like where you, the the cash register Wait, was. Wait, it's a drugstore that has a wine rack at the front counter. Yeah, it was like there was they a wine rack. There was a wine, like all the wine was in the front, so nobody would steal it. So you I was could watch say, it. No, it's not so it's that somebody can steal it. It's so the winos can get their wine store. without disturbing the rest of the fucking store. Oh, well, maybe that yeah. was the case. I don't, I mean, it I don't know. It keeps the idiots from browsing. So this lady was, I don't know, three and a half feet, t- I don't know how tall she was. She looked like a leprechaun, little fat leprechaun. Why are you she would on stare at me. Oh, boy. She would stare at me, grab a bottle of wine. Yeah. Throw it on the f- ground and break it and run out of the, the room and run out of the She store. was a leprechaun. Those are what's known as shenanigans. <laughs> Angry leprechaun. Yeah. No, say, and, and it happened more than That's once. Well, today, I... Did she have a shillelagh? <laughs> I, I work, you know, I work, in, I work in Willoughby, not far from where your mentor shop used right, to be. Yeah. Yep. 
And so I went to uh, a gas station today to get some gas because I realized I was very, very low and I probably wouldn't have made it home without it. And I was bored at lunch. And she was there? So I drove, no, but there was, <laughs> there, there, I'm in I'm in this speedway and, and it says mask, you know, required, whatever. Everybody's mm-hmm. got masks now. And this dude walks in and, and, and the lady was like, you know, you're not wearing a mask, sir. Can you please step outside or get one? He was like, fuck you. And he threw money at her and then took a can off the thing and threw that at her too and then grabbed one and said, it should cover that and walked out and yelled at everybody. Wow. And I'm like, all this over that. Like it was really, it was just. Well, there is a punchline to my dumb story. Okay. So as the gentleman walked out with the door wide open, I made a comment to Renee about like, how are his pants not falling down? <laughs> like purely scientific observation. Right. Now, he could have taken the opportunity to clue me in on the secret right. of how his pants weren't falling down. Because I was intrigued. And I would have had a conversation with him about how he managed to do that. Like, how has he managed to, through the creative use of wardrobe, not have his, like, knees showing somehow? Yeah. Okay, but he didn't. He got into his Chevy Impala SS of course. with a temp tag and rust over all of the arches, which means he bought the car recently in that condition. Right. Put it in reverse, and the only exercise he's done in at least nine years was pushing his right foot down super hard. <laughs> He laid rubber going out of my driveway backwards. Nice. Nice. Did manage to execute the first part of the maneuver, which is the cut mm-hmm. to get into the lane of traffic. So he did a just turn. He kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. A and j- then, not a J. Right. Yeah. Uh, j- yeah. yeah. So he did that. Not quite a full Rockford, more of a half Rockford. <laughs> so he did the half Rockford, pulled the half Rockford. <laughs> now he's pointed in his direction, intended direction to travel. Watch he this. Rolls down go. the window. And his uh, wife, girlfriend, whatever, probation officer, is yelling at him, don't be an asshole, you piece of shit. Pull your thank pants you, up. <laughs> thank you for reading my script. Yeah. I'll take that prompter. He flips bird and says, fuck you. And he throws his exercise for the day. He got two steps. Mm-hmm. The second step was him punching it again in drive. He lit up what is... the the drivetrain on that poorly labeled police car. Right. And then arp, chirped it and proceeded to smash the shit out of the curb. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got 100% of the curb on the front end of his car, mm. and it like it stopped his car dead. <laughs> so he went full maximum velocity, tires screaming and all, to the curb, yeah. and then caught the red light <laughs> and had to sit through the red light while I just stood there and laughed <laughs> in a pantomime laugh as big as I could. And I did. I was like, oh, 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 And he chuckled and laughed with a bowl full of jelly. And I did. And I said, giant dumb man can't drive car. And I, I did try to take it down to a vernacular he was familiar with. Right. Um, as opposed to just, oh, fuck you, stupid. But it was great because he had to sit through the entire cycle of light because there was a cop sitting on the other side. And I was tomorrow like, he's going to yes. need a new front wheel bearing. Oh, many things. Um, the rims that were like the aftermarket that in their day, those rims were very expensive because they have like a quarter inch of tire going around them. I'm honestly surprised all the air didn't escape from the tire that hit the curb. I mean, he might have done a fairly good amount of damage, at least like $11 worth of actual real damage to that. Impala SS because he wanted to fuck with me so bad because I asked him just to leave the store and come back and see me tomorrow. Well, he's not buying a bike from you tomorrow. No, I don't think he is. I don't think there was ever any chance of that because, again, 
The one we have behind John right now is the uh, no, 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 further, further, the little blue one. Oh, yeah, yeah that's 150 bucks. Do you want Coles. me to hold it up? Yeah, <laughs> you missed the opportunity. He's like, How much are all these bikes? Like no, 15 of your cars, yeah. it's too much, trouble. right? 15 of your cars, yeah. Your car has yeah. negative value, so yeah. and I don't even know. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I am not a car guy, I quit being a car guy a long time ago. I'm not sure what vintage an Impala SS is, but it was the purple colored one. It was the the burgundy purplish color one. It was the it was the it's only black in certain shades of pursuit. Right. Right. But in normal daylight operation, it does look like slightly darker old man Buick. Yeah. Well, if he did buy that one down there, though, he might learn how to like speak correctly. Uh, yeah. What I will tell because that Dan one does. If Kromke? you press buttons on that one, it tells you stories. Right. Dan Kromke, could I yeah. trouble you for a fantastic mm. beer? So and that I'm was thinking, cool. So I said to myself, I'm going to try to drink beer that I wouldn't normally no, drink. I'm not, yeah. So you know that I'm not, I don't really drink a lot of India Pale Ale. No, or he doesn't. Anything like that, but I'm willing glass. to go yeah. way out of my comfortable comfort zone, comfort zone yeah. if you have anything silly you want me to drink. Silly? Well, I don't know. I mean, like Same an IPA. No, or if you want an in between, I'll trade him one of these. Yes, please. Because this, this is a, it's almost like a cross between an IPA and a Pilsner. Okay. So you what he has options. handed me, an IP Ilsner, is a trouble sum wheat beer brewed with coriander. Okay, you'll well, like I like that. a wheat beer, so I don't think this will be too rough on me. Well, but coriander's a yeah. cousin to... Well, I can tell you I don't really like cilantro at all. Yeah, I'm so not a So coriander guy. is a... So I will take a key. Uh, is key to my car. I'm disappointed. offspring to cilantro, actually, right? Kind of like the old... The aged cilantro, the babies of cilantro. This is a Lipzig Merci. style. Oh, Lipzig. it's only 4.3%. Cor- Seed, so it would be the baby, right? Oh, excuse me. It would be. So this is basically a, a imbibing break. <laughs> Every, everybody's just getting their drinks sorted out, apparently, at the no, moment. I'll just read you. The, so the malts are pills, wheat, flaked wheat, and oats. Hops is a northern brewer hops. The secret ingredients are coriander. Lactobacillus and salt. This ugly Not a secret. Yeah. This <laughs> ugly thing has a purpose. We swear. Zap it and find out. Mm. Oh, that's the QR code. <laughs> <laughs> Brewed and bottled by Off Color Brewing in Chicago, Illinois. All right, well, take a swig. How does it taste? I did take a swig. It uh, it has almost a little bit of a sour. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like a you it's know a, a lactobacillus, right? <laughs> well, that, that might be the lactobacillus in this. It's easy for you to say. Jesus. The gravity is 13p. IBUs is 10. So not really a lot of IBUs. I, I had the three, of my existence. I had but it's three a tasty little beer. I can drink this. Three appointments to Tinks. get rid of my lactobacillus or whatever. <laughs> Your lacto, lactobacillus. Oh, that's nice. No. So I thank we you, Dan. We could do that all night. Surprised we're not doing that now. Well, that's the end of it. So that is the end of it for bringing up my smart. beer vocabulary. <laughs> Enough for two drinks and helping me not be oh, a thanks. bottom Zing. bottom end dweller. <laughs> Chris just did something really super no. smart. Chris yeah. brought exactly this much bourbon. Yeah, Fuck and you know what? That's not a bad. Well, idea. That's not a bad. <laughs> Wait, can you bleep that? What? Well, I just said something bad. To... I heard it. Nobody. Okay. Heard yeah, it. we were talking about bourbon. Yeah. I know, but no, I just that's call a brilliant Chris idea. A, yeah, yeah. No. a dickhead? What, what did you call him? It begins with an F and ends with a ucker. <laughs> uh, fucker? He's a trucker. The, uh, I started out a with a packer? full bottle, a full fifth of. Uh, While you were driving here? Red Roses <laughs> uh, Bourbon Barrel Select. Yeah. I was going to bring that, and I looked at it and I thought, 
That's a bad idea. Yeah, that is a bad idea. So That's I put a bad it away. Idea. This is away. we went off the rails and we're not even drunk. No, no, it isn't. We're off the rails. And what's funny is I moved all the liquor cabinet. We were doing the electrical work in my office. I moved the entire liquor cabinet onto the top of the fridge. Huh. So I'm looking over there and I'm looking at a bottle of Kohana Agricole rum, which is that, yeah. dangerously delicious. Uh, and it's sitting in front of a case of Stranahan's. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yikes. Wait, not a case. Three bottles what remain out of six. <laughs> oh, you can't. You have to save that for something special, though. <laughs> like last time we did it for the podcast. Because yeah. yeah, it was fucking that? special. Yeah. <laughs> if the Stranahan's ever comes out, I it might. Was, uh, it was real was special. Really good. I might take that was down the, my. Well, we had the Red Weller. That's right. We, we had the we Red, Red Weller. Yeah. special night. Well, that, that was disappeared in about uh, 45 minutes. That's when he was like, I don't, I'm not drinking. Mm. I'm not drinking. I'm just going to have a sip. Yeah. Oh, my God. Empty. Oscar, Oscar and I killed those. I was oh, Oscar. Oscar, Oscar was a spectator. Oscar was <laughs> passing it to Steve. And the funny thing was, it's like Steve does have a habit of making really good liquor disappear. Yeah. Like he, you, you do have an excellent palate. He knows yeah. when to throttle down. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's like, he's like oh, I'm not drinking. Oh, but wait. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. There's did, more. There's more. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know we were drinking from the top shelf. Yeah. Oh, wait. My my drinking this stuff's em- pretty damn good. My drinking embargo has just been lifted. And the well, best you, part you spoil yourself though. I mean, I, I go You don't to take Lent that seriously, do you? No. I, I go I go to Chicago and I buy good I buy very good liquor. Yeah, of course. Cuz yeah. I like the taste of good liquor. Benny's. I mean, but you were very you were poli- you were apologizing. You're like, "I'm sorry, but I have to drink." I'm this. sorry, but I'm drinking all of this. That's it. Yeah. But it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> Fuck and you, I'm not so sorry. Fast. It's so delicious. Can you fill this up again? <laughs> Speaking of good, so last last Saturday, yeah. me and Smith and Dan, yeah. And Steve and Nick all went. Where did we go? What did we do? We went to Catawba Island. Oh, yeah. nice. Oost, took a nice long ride. That's out. a good ride. The yeah. Oast Brewery. Oast yeah. Brewery. That Twin was Oast, it. right? Yeah. Twin Oast? Yeah. Twin Oast. Twin, Twin Oast. Oast. Yeah. And I only saw the single Oast, so I'm just calling it Oast. <laughs> well, you thought you were just seeing double because they have two. They have two Oasts. The Don't one worry. wasn't Oasting, it was just sitting there. Is that like a ghost with no G? H? Well, well the G is, is silent, like Oost the P in swimming. Oh. Yeah, but Obst. But but <laughs> the cool part about this was Oops. that like they really had a nice setup compared to any other brewery. Like they have, it's outside. Yeah, and so like they had people were spaced twenty five feet yeah. apart. Oh we yeah, hanging. it was really nice, man. It was cool. And Good ride. T- blocked by some dude with a baby. <laughs> yeah. What's a baby doing at a fucking brewery? I, I, Bad. Well, I if you ever had a baby, you'd know that you need a fucking drink. I'm just telling you, because <laughs> they had only like, half the tables had shade. And what the are they brewing half, for the just, baby? Baked down into dust in like five minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But they had a very good Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah? That was delicious. What was the sauce that you guys got? It was the apricot good. squirt. Yeah, so this is something that I really liked when I was in Germany, that when you would get a Heferweizen, and they would always put some, like a, it's almost like Schamburg or some sort of little bit, so you have that nice creamy banana-flavored head, and then they put a little drizzle of some sort of fruit-flavored, you know, on top delicious. of delicious. Yes. Yeah. The IPA was very good. Yeah, it was a good it was the whole that whole day was good. That was a good day. That was a good ride. Except so, for the ride back on Route Six. Oh yeah, yeah. Where I'm following Cinch down the sidewalk because he went through the <laughs> the right. <laughs> so for anybody that hasn't ridden with Cinch 
No, dude, I I was very respectable on that ride. I didn't do anything. You almost crazy. got killed no, again. I went the down the sidewalk and you followed me. That you and John almost got oh, exactly. killed in the last. Fuck you. I like the way Chris was just like between yeah. two cars. Too? I like the way Chris hey. just goes. I went down the sidewalk. Yeah. You didn't have to follow me. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's great. Where did I almost die? I don't remember dying. In Vermilion, where it turns into a one lane. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah that was that's just poor engineering. I yeah. did notice that yeah. nobody could keep up with me on Mason Road, though. Which, oh, which one was Mason we were Road? laying back. <laughs> you were riding the Beamer? Yeah, yeah he was ripping was, and tearing. Staying, what, you on a classic vintage motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I was doing 85. On an R75. An R90. R90, that's right. And it sounded so good. I just like being behind it because the cadence on that engine mm-hmm. sounds, it's just like music. It does sound good, man. Yeah, it was good. So it was Nick. Nick was behind. Nick and I were, and you were. Yeah, Nick was was mostly keeping up. I was in the back. The back forty. Well, you were hanging with the car guy, the guy that brought the midget or the MG. Yeah, my my friend Mark had has a '74 MG, and he had our six on our on our way out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was all right. He was a cool guy. So, but I I was ripping the uh, the '81 Suzuki. The Suzuki, absolutely right. You oh, do that look, explains. It. You do look like a gorilla <laughs> humping a football on that thing. It's probably as bad as I look on my TNT. I was going to say, you ride a you TNT, know, 135, and you're complaining about the guy who's riding a 450. Wow. No, I'm not really complaining. You're equating him to a, literally, well, a primate having sex bike, with sports though. equipment. He's also much taller than he's, I am. Your legs are out like yep. this. That's your totally legs are up cool, and man. out like this. Totally <laughs> and he's got, his, he's got the suit on. So he's Don't got, primate shame him. No, <laughs> the suit. Tell me about the suit. Well, oh, no, it's great. I, I had my gear on too, but it oh, was he wearing Captain Yellow? Oh yeah. So yeah. he looked like a banana. And I did too. We all riding a blow dryer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sh- I tried out my uh, my cooling vest for the first. Oh, time. Yeah. that thing's awesome, but you got to keep stopping and pouring water into it though. It just every like every forty five minutes. No, like every couple hours. Mm-hmm. Does it really well, work in this he, type of humidity though? I by guess. the time he gets over to the McDonald's up on Lorraine Road in North Ridgeville, the thing's dry and Dan's sweating like a uh, like a three dollar whore. Well, and, uh, <laughs> the weird part is when he ran out of water and he started peeing 1950s on it. Prices. That was, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I figure why not? The vest is yellow. Yeah. The vest is yellow. Nobody's going to know. Can somebody right. pee on me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, we you all stung will. by a jellyfish. But you got to pee. In a, you got to pee in a cup first and let it cool down before you do that. True. Okay. So the uh, I wish I was wearing a suit. No, Phil, you don't get to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hoff over here is baking like a uh, and I like was a three dollar whore. And a well, oh, but that brings up an interesting point, and I do. This is a really good time to talk about it because we are seeing an unseasonably warm oh, it's year, hot, hot. and for people who like doing outdoor activities, Cleveland is not supposed to have this many sunny days in a row. Mm-mm. We violated all we the rules of Cleveland. It's supposed to be rainier and shittier than this most of the time. Um, uh, years ago, I heard some executive from Goodyear saying the reason that they opened the Goodyear Tire Company in Akron, Ohio, the reason it was there was the overall number of cloudy, shitty days, but not rain, so they could have the tires setting out to cure. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. So they could cure without baking in the heat of the sunshine, but also not being rained on. Uh So it was an environmental thing. They'd looked at a map of the general area, and it was proximal to Detroit, big consumer of rubber products. I'm going to look this up. You should. And it was like, it was a weather-based decision. 
And this was a guy who was an executive at Goodyear, so it probably was all bullshit. Yeah, drunk most of the time. You don't want your blimp getting wet. They they won't even let him drive the blimp. So, uh, you know, fuck it. He was still salty. He couldn't drive the blimp. I think if you work at Goodyear, you should at least be able to blimp once or twice. Well, have you ever been into that hangar? Yeah. It has its own weather. The hangar is so weird. The hangar is bizarre because it's bigger than hell. Yep. And we've all been in the IX Center, which is very, very big. But the, the Goodyear blimp hangar is also very, very tall. And it's kind of a semicircle. It basically looks like you're in a giant, long, cylindrical... Quonset hut. Upside down Quonset half hut. pipe. Thank you. Right. Or it looks like a giant cock and two balls. The uh, <laughs> It did... It's a very, very long thing. And uh, we know people that, that fly competitive paper airplanes. I was about to say. Yeah. There's a whole thing where like... Lighters and stuff. They, they make these things that are like so light that they, yeah. they throw them and then they, they take a piece of paper and they push behind them yes. and that airflow and that pushes moves them forward. Them. Yeah. But did you know that about... Uh, this is probably about 15 years ago or something like that. But they had... The, and these guys spend hours making these stupid airplanes that weigh like a half a gram, right? Yeah. And apparently the, 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 the weather system yeah. that exists inside, inside the hangar... Inside the hangar, yeah. It was like fine, 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 and then they had the the semifinals, and these guys have these like took ten years to build paper airplane right. balsa things. He throws it, and it starts raining. Yeah, and it just like inside just the, hangar. the airplanes inside yeah. the hangar. Yeah, so these guys yeah. do. They build paper. They build cigarettes out of onion paper and like yeah. lighter than impossible. Like they're made out of angel tears. Yeah, and yeah, and it's true. It started raining cases, inside the hangar. They, they make foam cases yeah. just to bring the airplanes. Well, yeah, because if they pulled them out of the car and the wind yeah. was going, it would exactly. blow them to pieces. Of course. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's insane. Yeah. But it is a funny place to be. And when I've been in that hangar on several occasions, it's a really strange feeling to be in there because. It does seem like it's an irresponsible amount of square footage. Yeah. <laughs> when there's no blimps in there, it's really, really super empty. Right. Yeah. But you know what? They had an irresponsible amount of cash to build that shit. Well, sure. I mean, come on. It's good. Back in the tire days. But yeah. they also they also built the uh, the soapbox derby for the kids. You know, so they on the overages. Yeah, yes, on the overages. Trust me, there's still an irresponsible amount of cash laying around out there. And that's you know, that's right? the, we're going to say there's fuck off money and then there's General Electric money, and Goodyear money is like General Electric money. Yeah. Well, and they're saying in 2026, Jeff Bezos is going to be the first trillionaire ever in existence. Really? So about five and a half more years. I thought Elon Musk had him. No, no, no. Okay. I don't think right. Elon's really making. He's not really making that much money. I don't he's, know. I thought it was like sort of 50-50. It was like one of those things where doing fantastic things right. and sending people here. But right. on paper, how much money? The idea is to have no money. Right. Yeah, <laughs> That's well, the idea. I like Musk. I don't like Bezos. No, I don't even know, dude. I'm uh, like I mean, honestly, it's, it's like that uh, the vampires me, versus the werewolves, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's uh, like which to me, it's, it's all team are you to me, it's all vibrator racing. It's so, fun to watch, but I got no dog in the yeah. hunt. It's just, like just let them rip, man. Just let them rip. I have no. I don't care whether the pink one wins, the purple one, the blue one. I don't give a fuck. I just think it's silly to watch you guys getting excited. Yeah. yeah. And whether a billionaire, this billionaire, or that billionaire has more, I will say that what was his name, Sir Richard Branson? Yeah. That dude has fun. Yeah. That dude has fun. Like like water skiing with a naked girl on your back, you're doing it right. He does some stuff that could actually kill himself, you know? He's, yeah. taking, taking, he's driving fast and taking chances. Yeah, I mean, you got to say that he's doing what we're doing with a much better budget. 
Well, maybe we should, we should invite him to be on the show. We probably should. He seems like the kind of guy that would be like, well, you know. But you yeah, know, you know what's crazy? I, I like these guys. A, right. As a hippie, it's weird to see, like, you know, Bezos have enough money that he could probably cure world hunger, <laughs> but he doesn't give a shit and just doesn't do it. Like, he's just like, I need more. Right, right. I need yeah, more. Right. And he loses half of it to his ex-wife, and then well, right he's now, still got more money. I know who the smart anybody. one is in that situation. They broke it down. <laughs> Every second, he makes $3,814. Whoa. Every second. How do you remember that? Because I just read the article like today. <laughs> I just read it. And it was like they broke it down from year, month, the thing, whatever. And my the, math gene is weak, but three, my envy gene is really right. strong. But the $3,814 <laughs> stuck with me for... Because like wow, for one w- second, one second, for one second, one second. You mean like for thirteen seconds, I could eliminate my debt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 in the time forever, it though. takes me to fall down, I could eliminate my debt. Seriously, yeah. it's. Can you imagine that three thousand eight hundred and fourteen dollars every yeah. second? Is that after tax or before tax? I think it's just. I don't, I don't know. That so, I don't have the So he's got to so. fucking pay tax. It'll oh, be interesting ooh. when some of these people yeah, die. Right. You know, like when the Bateses die, whenever right. you know Bezos dies, yeah. all that money finally gets split up somehow or released back into the wild. Released back into the wild? All those dollars get released back into the wild? Yeah. But somebody, somebody posted a meme of like a giant dragon sitting yeah. on a pile of gold with yeah. all these like this poor people dying around him. Yeah. How does he not feel like that? Like, you know, right, right. like dude, I do not fucking know. Because some no, people because he has just too many because he does the because they have they because they do give ready. money I here and they do idea. give money there, yeah, yeah. but they don't give it all away. They don't even give a fraction away. I have a but motorcycle sure news report. Jeff, there is a Jeff Bezos fund that does something and feeds four children and stuff. Yeah, like you're that. you're probably right. You're no, right. you give enough money away to make you not feel guilty. I have a motorcycle news report. We're not interested in any motorcycle stuff right now. All of your friends who own zero. SRF and SRS motorcycles, all of your friends who own that motorcycle right there, yeah. all of your own friends who own that motorcycle will be arriving at your house six minutes early. Huh? The clocks are wrong? Yes! <laughs> I love it when weird shit like this happens. It makes me happy on the highest level when all of the technology in the world gets together to just fuck you over a little bit. It turns out that on the uh, zero SRFs, that the auto sync for some reason the auto sync that these bikes do, where they kind of they reach out to the Internet of Things and they then like, oh, we just want to make sure you have the latest updates and everything, and we're going to update this, and you know we'll report back to the home base planet how you've been riding and what you weigh and your blood pressure and your <laughs> beats per minute, etc. But anyway, and like where your girlfriend lives <laughs> and all that cool shit. But it turned out I had a customer call me, a customer who is like an awesome zero owner. He goes down, he does the dragon, like like he does all the cool shit with the other motorcycle guys, but he does it on a zero. And like he's not exactly 22 years old, made of spring steel and looks great. He's like a us shaped guy. And he goes out and rides against people who are riding like, you know, bikes for much younger people. Right. But he does it on the zero. And he contacted me and he goes, Hey, Phil, he goes, I got a weird thing. He goes, My clock on my zero's six minutes fast. And I went, You'll never be late. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never and be late. My wife does that purposely in her car. She yeah. sets everything 10 well, minutes ahead. So well, she gets there. On you can time. do it with an Apple Watch. Like you can tell an Apple Watch to ignore the atomic clock, to ignore the Internet of Things time, yeah. and make it two, three, four, five minutes fast right. so that you're not late for shit. But you and still yeah. know it's three minutes. I mean, that's well, that's that's if you apply Kentucky windage. Yeah. So if you don't <laughs> apply 
Kentucky windage. When I prep any bike in my shop, I always set the clock one minute fast. It's my thing. It's what I do. I look at my watch or my phone and I set the clock on the bike one minute faster than that. Just because, you know, I like to think that we're just one minute better. Ahead of the world. Well, Cincinnati has a thing. Mark Twain said, when the world comes to an end, I want to be in Cincinnati because everything there happens 10 years late. <laughs> nice. Thought you'd like that one. A little Samuel Clemens for you. But, I love uh, it. Yeah. But so this well, is he'll funny. Get, he'll get erased. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny as fuck that this motorcycle, which is the all-singing, all-dancing torque monster and arm stretcher that it is, does have one little strange, weird fuck you that's happening right now, and that is it's just in the auto sync. It's just giving you an extra six minutes to get to work. How does this happen? And why is it six Coding. minutes? It's coding. It's some weird thing. So I just love that. I thought that that would be a, a fun one for That's people. Cool. Some yeah. dude used his clock that was six minutes fast to set the initial time and then reverberated through the time internet continuum. I know. <laughs> continuum. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> loosely speaking. Wow. Loosely speaking, indeed. Yeah. Apparently, that beer's got some lubricant in it. Can I have another one, please? Some what? Lubricant. <laughs> Lipricant. You know, lubricant. It makes your lips move smoother. They're gonna, they're gonna find out that if you really start fucking with it, yeah. and you set it back to 1999, and it hits 2000, the bike explodes. Oh yeah, no, no. Why two K comes exactly. back? Yeah. Right. Uh, so Chris, you had brought a story. So Which there's a. Uh, it turns out that there's a uh, chameleon that uh, found out it couldn't change colors, and they diagnosed good. it as having reptile dysfunction. <laughs> 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 oh man, I thought this that was going to be a fucking news story. No, but drank, you had another one. I'm going to drink the a, other one. You had a second joke. On so, this. so my grandfather brought down the most German fighter planes during World War II. He was the worst mechanic in the Luftwaffe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die sleeping peacefully like my grandfather, not screaming and shouting like his passengers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. I hate when we get on this tear. Hey, uh, so there were some emails. No, wait. Oh, wait. yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. You got more? Go ahead. No, no, no. It's not a joke, but... <laughs> it's not a joke. So I've got a son who's getting married, and he wants to know uh, what kind of tools... <laughs> He should Wait. have in his toolbox yeah. in the basement for yeah. his house. Okay. So I threw this out. I had Cinch. Right. I had Hoff. Yeah. I had Kromke. Okay. I had Nick DeVito. But I'm going to buy him a pile of tools. Good man. As, yeah. as, as a young man that is going to grow up. And, uh, right. So what do you guys think? Just start throwing stuff out there that a young man who's going to own a home... I don't care, and I will always say this till the very end. Um, I own between five and six of these, and I own them in all different versions. I own them in the very first and, and version. And these is a what? This is a Gerber multiplier. There you go. And I, I own them in generation one, which didn't have any locking bits or blades or anything else. It was very simple. It was very small. It was very elegant. Um, you could smuggle it into prison. And pretty non-invasive. I own the Gerber Diesel, which is actually the better of them. And then I recently, uh, about two years ago, I bought the Gerber, what they call the center drive. And the center drive is the one that, when you open it, has a full-length screwdriver that happens to be engineered so that it's on center, 
so that when you were twisting it, it oh. doesn't have to twist like, you know, fucking around a corner. Yeah. Which most of these little Gerber tools and shit, like when you open up the thing and you deploy the Phillips head screwdriver, it's over on this side. Yep. So when you're trying to crank on something, you're off center and it's all going to cheese the shit out of it. Well, the center drive has this very special comes out and it ends up being at an interesting angle so that, you know, when you crank on it, your energy is going on your wrist line the way it should be. And then it's got a series of different bits in your uh, device that holds it. So you get all the different cool bits. The so you naughty got, bit. You get all the naughty bits. You get all the T, uh, like you got a T5, a T10, T15. And then you even got a Robertson bit there if you want to un undo your deck. And then we got a couple of, uh, uh, looks like we got a Phillips 1, a Phillips 2, a Phillips 3, a flathead 1, 2, and 3. And I've replaced one of them with a JIS because fuck you, I'm that cool. And uh, these things, a Gerber tool, whether he's sporty enough to wear it on his belt or dad enough to just keep it in a toolbox or the glove box of his car, a Gerber tool will fucking save your ass. And I'm not, I'm not a purist. Like, if you want to have a Leatherman, that's cool. You're just not quite as manly as the guy with the Gerber. But, and if you want to have the Spider Co., it's because you dream of you know, crawling through the barbed wire and stabbing somebody. Or maybe, like, using it as a, uh, you know, uh, setting fuses in your, uh, you know, your claymores or whatnot. So what it saves you is steps. Exactly. So I found that with that, when you were wearing that on your hip, yeah. and when I was working at a shop, or anywhere... Or having it in your house means you don't have to run out to the garage and get something. Yeah. Or you don't have to go back right. to your toolbox. Right. You've got it right there, right now. You've got a pair of pliers. You've got a yeah. screwdriver, any kind of screwdriver you want. You've got a knife. You've got yeah. this. And you just don't have to make a run back and forth for one time. So lying about lying about um, having a coupon, I got one at Harbor Freight for free, and mine has a flashlight on it, <laughs> too. So just saying. Now, here's... You, so, got, the, you got the Victorinauts, yeah, right? So... Although it doesn't have a pair of pliers, Victoria Nazi. This is yeah. my have to have. Exactly, in my that's a go-to. So this has uh, the screwdrivers, yep. of course, bottle opener. Yep. Uh, it's got a saw. The question it's is, does it have a corkscrew? You can always push the cork. In. No, that's my point. If it has a corkscrew, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, it's got a Phillips screwdriver. Right. Instead of a corkscrew. Right. If you have a corkscrew, you can't hang with me. I need to see the Phillips head screwdriver. Plus, it's got a reamer. It does have a reamer. And the reamer's yeah. good. And yeah. the thing that I really like is it's got a pair of tweezers. A proper pair of tweezers. A proper pair of tweezers yeah. and a toothpick. And well, so here's what I will tell you. you Go ahead, Daniel. So the, the Victorinox um, Swiss Army Cyber Tool yep. does have a little pliers on it. It does. Oh, it does? Yep. It's got a very small pair of pliers on it. And what's cool about the Gerbers in particular, I like any device what can be opened by flicking my wrist and getting me pliers instantly not i don't have to open it like the world's worst butterfly knife and pinch right. my fingers and shit that's the leatherman game but here's the trick i have actually in a moment of stress with another human being a case of inflamed male testosterone and egos where it was going to be a fight and when it was going to be a fight and it was going to be a situation of me versus him i grabbed this out of my and i instinctively snatched like that and that dude backed the fuck off. Because he's he, seen a bunch of fucking uh, Three Stooges movies. You know he knows why? he's going to grab the nose and go... The sound. <laughs> because any, it's like the it's a Remington 870 shotgun. It makes a very distinctive noise. Oh, and it makes the same. And this makes a very distinctive noise. And nobody wants to find out how much this will hurt. <laughs> when I grabbed your nose or your testicles right. or your ears. Or jam it into your cran cranium. Right. Did you pull it out times. and say, is it safe? And it went after <laughs> one of his teeth? <laughs> All I did was I snatched it out and just like... 
and he backed him away immediately. As soon as I snatched it out, I didn't unhinge an eight-inch blade. That's not a knife. This is a knife. No, I just opened a Gerber and deployed it. But you think about it. If yeah. that Gerber found a nipple, that's way worse than a fucking knife. Sweet baby Jesus. Anything that Gerber grabs, in- including my own skin half the time when I'm trying to get something off, yeah. it destroys. Yeah. Like, yeah. The guy at yeah. work's brother doesn't have a nipple because he got into a fight and the guy bit it off. <laughs> nice. I'm so serious. Chris, make sure you I pass all this into your <laughs> son. <laughs> Dude, bit this dude's nipple Jared Coetzee, our shop apprentice, is missing a nipple thanks to a Yamaha 50. Oh, yeah. 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 So anyway, we know that story. Um, but that's real. <laughs> Steve, we got some mail that was not trusted to me. It actually went around me to get to you. Well, that's because Renee said you were so busy doing I was bikes busy. Yeah. that she wanted yeah. to make sure we got to it. So she said, hey, Phil's really busy. I'm going to send it to him, but I know he won't read his emails, so right. I'm going to send it to you. I said, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Wait a second. I, will, I would like to remind people, Renee is not my wife. No. No. Renee is just my shop manager and friend. She's your right-hand person. I would call her your work wife. Yeah, yeah. of 20 yeah. years. Of yeah. like, seriously, Renee is better at me than I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the she fact definitely... that she knew to do that, yeah. yeah, major points for Renee. So uh, there's a guy named Scott. Mm-hmm. And Scott has sent a couple emails, and he he's from Ontario, Canada. Oh. And his last name is Schaefer. Scott Schaefer, this is you. So he says, hey, crew, you were talking about Patreons and giving stuff. I like stuff. I haven't received anything yet. I'll jump <laughs> in my canoe with a beaver pelt and some maple syrup and paddle across the fucking I lake I like area. maple syrup. I love maple syrup. <laughs> so see you guys soon. Thanks for the best motorcycle podcast out there. Ooh. And Owen, by the way, what tires is Sleepy running on a Super T? I ordered a 2020 Super T pre-COVID and got it mid-April. Oh, I've wow. managed 5,500 kilometers or in red and white and blue speak, 3,400 miles. <laughs> Scott, we like you, Scott. You're all right. <laughs> oh, and he 400 miles is cool. And he sent a cool. picture of him and his scooters because he said scooters are fucking cool. And right. they are. So there's that picture. We love yeah. it when podcast yeah. listeners show up in oh, person, yeah, yeah. too, That's by a dude the way. Scooters, that yeah. might be yeah, difficult man. under... Current conditions. Yeah, so, you won't be able to go back home. Yeah, that, that's a problem. But so to answer one question, I'm running uh, Tractionator GPS tires on my bike right now. I got 2,000 miles on them, and they're holding up great. Uh, they're good for fire roads and probably some decent mud. Uh, some guys have gotten 10 or 12,000 miles. My friend Mike put about 55 or 6,000 on his, and then he wanted to change it. And he rides like a savage. He does ride like yeah. a, well, he did ride like a savage. Well, he, he crashes like he, a savage, too. Wow. Well, yes, he does. Nah, he didn't crash. He got hit. Right. But um, but yeah, he he ended up changing out at five thousand because he said they were flattening off. I haven't had that experience, but I'm only at two thousand. Um, I really like the tires so far. Okay. And right. then uh, Phil, so international guys, Canadians, yeah. and all these other people that Can-Adians. are Patreons. Yeah. So what 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 can you do to help them? Because basically, shipping to these countries is just not feasible. No, it's not. And it's true that when we talk about sending you, um, when Renee when Renee gives you her box. Of goodies. <laughs> when Renee sends you her box of goodies from the Cleveland Moto Patreon account. So, you know, these guys who are, you know, $10 a month party members, they get a box from Renee. And it's worth way more than 10 bucks. Well, yes, it's worth more than 10 bucks times whatever. Yep. And we, we do. You sign up and we do vet you. Like, we're not, you're not going to sign up for one month at $10 and it send you a box of shit. No, we're going to hold off a little while to make sure you're not just, like, pulling our chain. So, like, if you sign up for one month, Chris Smith the thing, we're not going to send you a box of goodies after <laughs> one month, right? Yeah, <laughs> cocksucker. Fucking $10. I got a T-shirt. Yeah, I got a mug. Sucks. 
So yeah, we got yeah. we got pint glasses. Mm-hmm. You can tell us. And so when you become a party member, Renee will shoot you off a message that's like, do you want a coffee mug or do you want a pint glass? Now, our pint glasses are actually not pints. Our pint glasses are American pints, which is not exactly a 19. pint. 19.3. Three ounces. Well, no, also, I thought sixteen. And like, I just saw like, the second. Yeah, they're part not of this. great. They're not. They're not imperial pints, Daniel. This is not anywhere close to an imperial pint. No, no. this is an American. Dan pint. doesn't know what he's right. talking about. Fuck him. But, so, I think Daniel brought an imperial pint with him. All right. No, this is yours. Oh, that's one of ours. Yeah. yeah. So these are one of the perks of being a a Patreon right. party member, which also you get the the number, and we 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 give out the number to you, and you can then contact us. And we're also going to give, like, a T-shirt and, like, uh, shop rags and, and stickers and cool shit. And so... What about a COVID mask? Fuck that. No, oh, <laughs> we're hoping this shit's over. Well, where he's from, they're almost done with it. They are we're done just, with it, yeah. They've handled it well. Yeah, right, so, right. But the problem is, sending... For Renee to send her box to Canada, it is literally... For, for Renee's box, which is not a very big box, it's, it's like 40 fucking pounds. Dollars. No, it's like $40. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the English have nothing to do with it. So it's about 40 doll hairs mm-hmm. for us to send Renee's box to Canada. And and it's small and it's really tight. And it's it's hard a to little up in there. Right. So it barely fits. I mean, it's a tight fit in Renee's box. <laughs> so when she does send her terrible, box to you. Terrible. Renee, I have no part of any of this. <laughs> I'm yeah, just poor in... Renee. <laughs> She's been dealing with this shit for over 20 years. Uh, yeah, and, and she hasn't left yet. I know. Yeah. It's weird. I said that the other day. I was like, how come you haven't quit um, after I gave them a bonus? So when they say, who's, the, who's the biggest badass man in Cleveland Moto? Just Renee. Renee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Renee knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> yeah. Renee's like, oh, yeah. Wait. Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to shut this whole shit down right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to send you a grid the coordinates. Yeah. So, but anywho, yes, sending something to Kanukistan is extremely expensive. And it's way more expensive than it should be. So here's the trick. If you absolutely, positively, absolutely have to have your party member status, let us know that you're from a foreign country, and then we'll split the difference with you on the shipping of your goodie bag right. or your goodie box. And if your boss or where right. you work has a FedEx account or a UPS That's account. That's a good idea, too. Yeah. Use that. Yeah. Send it. Send it to right. Renee, yep. and then they'll send it out on that account. Yeah, and we can shoot it out. Yeah, yeah. so that's a- and that's a good way that you can still participate in the revelry of having that. But you know, so too Scott- bad we can't just go to the border and like meet like right at the line. Fuck yeah, like, Fort Erie, throw- man. There you go. Here you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. But but here's here's the problem with Scott. So yeah. Scott's cool. He seems like a really nice guy. Oh yeah. But he says, uh, if you're looking for my t-shirt size, it's a medium. So Scott can't hang with us at this point. Yeah, Any no, no. Nick is a medium. Is Nick a medium? Cameron's probably a, ne- a medium. Uh, Those right. guys, are, I'm a large. Actually, right? maybe we should be able to like you know bring in some like thinner guys and stuff. You know, balance like, it out a little bit. You know, like what what size are you wearing over there, Mr. Moto Guzzi Cleveland Moto guy? This is I think a double X. A double X, right? Yeah, yeah right. So well, I'm a medium yeah. in Duluth Trading Company size. Oh yeah, well the Duluth is the right, Duluth right. is the fat girl size eight. Like, Duluth <laughs> is the American girl size 8. I, I should, haven't been to size 8 in years. That's Duluth, sweetheart. I should yeah. say this is a stretched out extra large. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, wait, do you do, when you get a new t shirt, oh, do you do yeah. this? The, yeah. Stuff your arms under it, blow it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. oh yeah. yeah. Get those fibers out to a nice, relaxed position. <laughs> That's it. But Duluth is that way. Like, when you order a pair of size, like, 
in Duluth, I'm 30 ways. <laughs> this, this is what they do, too. Look at yeah. and in the iron pits. Yeah, oh yeah. They put these gussets in. The gussets. In, yeah. Right. Which I like. I mean, I, I only buy 2X. Duluth puts gussets Duluth. everywhere. They do a gusset in your crotch for extra ballroom. They should put a mesh in there, though, so you can get nice ventilation airflow. Uh, <laughs> Duluth is probably listening to that. So what else you got? Anything else? No, that was it. Right, that was, that, was, that it. was it from Scott. All right. So thank so, you, Scott, for sending an email. And and and, and obviously, uh, get with Renee, and, and yeah. maybe we can get we can make that happen. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, Chris, the tool that I would say would be a vice grip brand vice grips with the, oh, cor- yeah. with the coarse with the coarse teeth. Yeah. And don't buy a cheap Chinese. Like, and, yeah. and probably the real vice grips are made in China now, but they might be better quality. But buy a really high quality set of vice grips. It used to be vice grip brand vice grips were yeah. the best you could get. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it's just amazing. You know, when you've got that that nut or bolt that's rounded off, and if you have a really good set of coarse grip nut, well, here's you here's can something I'd like to share. And and there's also needle nodes vice grips. There I've are. got a set of those. Here's an interesting comparison for folks who are paying attention. So on the right, on the right, we have a traditional pair of square jaw, and this is important. Square jaw vice grips. So a square jaw vice grip is flat on both biting surfaces. Yeah. Okay? And then what we have is the oh, yeah. commonly replicated, normally imitated, curved jaw yeah. um, made from the usual scumbags in, you Chinesium. know, Chinesium, what have you. Right? And I'm not saying these aren't from China, but these are from a particularly shitty grade of China. Yeah, yeah. So as you can see, this has a square biting surface. And the coarse teeth. And the coarse teeth. Mm-hmm. So this thing will be your friend. Mm-hmm. Whatever you latch onto with this, if you have the, the grip of anything but a four-year-old Girl Scout or brownie um, or brownie. somebody who's eaten brownies, um, you can hang on to this like from the bottom of a helicopter Tom Cruise style. <laughs> this thing will fuck you over in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. This is garbage. And mm. don't let the like built-in wire cutter thing and the anvil and thing fool you. This is trash. Yeah. Throw that space. shit away. That's garbage. But this Fact. one, mm-hmm. this one right here, this is like, that's the tool that everybody should have in their toolbox. Um, DeWitt, Nebraska, USA. Yeah. You, know, you know what yeah. another good so tool? So let's continue on, yeah. yeah. You know what another good tool that nobody thinks about? Is uh, the surgical thing? What do you call those things? Like hemostat. Hemostat. You can use those fuckers to hold so much shit and lock onto it and pinch a brake line or a fuel yeah. line or whatever. That's like an indisposable What's thing that a lot of people don't think about. Forceps or yeah, whatever, right? Forceps are different than hemostats. Yeah, hemostats are, are the long, like scissor-like things that are meant to just pinch off something. But right. they have like the forceps little... are like a long pair of scissors, but they just have like jaws out here. So. Yeah. Long handles with a little, you know little what I mean, like thing a little bitey thing. But don't they? But the other ones have that locking thing, right? Like the, the hemostats have the locking thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you could clamp your line or something like so that. So you sever your artery when you're working on something, you could just pinch it off. And yeah, there's another too. thing right here, um, in that same vein. Hey, hey, medical yeah, tools. Um, various different tweezers. These things come in so handy; it's ridiculous when you're doing household repairs. Because if nothing else, being able to go and get something that you just dropped into a very hard-to-retrieve place or just play Operation, playing Operation in a household lighting socket or playing Operation in a household power socket is more awesome when you've got a nice piece of stainless steel there. Um, yeah, having good tweezers works really, really well. And like I or use these things constantly. Pee, you know? Yeah. 
That's just like having one of those uh, antennas with the magnet on yeah. the end. That's yeah, brilliant. That's, uh, like, it's another thing, man. Anytime you drop a screw or a nut, you get that thing out. And but I think out. from from your yeah, standpoint, I think a, a good set of impact driver, good impact driver, or maybe even like the Vessel Impacta. You know, so I, I would go, well, first I would go with some uh, cordless stuff like that. But if you're not going to get into the drivers are great because their battery, there's no batteries involved. You hit them with another heavier, harder thing, and it backs off whatever you're working with. So a decent little plastic set, and they are very cheap. And mm -hmm. that is a thing you can buy at Harbor Freight mm -hmm. because it's totally Chineseable. Well, that's mm -hmm. the thing. So Harbor Freight's great for a tool that you need like once every year. Like, I have, like, a 27-millimeter or some stupid, ridiculously large socket that I only use once every whatever. Yeah. That's okay. But, you know, like, if you need your 10-millimeter you're going to use for everything, I'd get a good one. But No, you just buy 10 of them because you're going to lose 9 <laughs> of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. So this this thing is a thing I just recently got. And I like it because it can pick up metal objects a long distance away. And see. And see. So this is a thing that I've been using a lot lately. Because it's got a, a schnoodle in the end. So if, if people aren't viewing this, right. what, what are you holding? So what I have is I have what looks to be your standard AA battery-equipped mag light, right? right? So it looks like every single AAA or AA battery-equipped mag light. It's got a super strong magnet on one end, which is good what for sticking it to things that are metal, okay? Yep. And then, but you pull its head off. You take, the, you take the gland end off, and you open it up, and it's got one of them, you know, telescopic... Uh, Antenna things. Extend the vast deference. Thank you. And then the last, the last three inches of it is flexi bendy. And then it's flexi bendy, but then you press the button and it's now flexi bendy lighty. And then there's also a big ass magnet in the end of that thing. Flexi so bendy lighty magnetic. Yes, it's all of the things. So this little thing right here, this bitch has that's been not getting, a little thing. That's a big thing. This thing has been getting a lot of use around the shop lately, hmm. and I'll pass it around. You guys can go ahead and you know just marvel at the genius of that. And thing. where does I, one get one of these? I got a set of four strange magnetic retrievers on Amazonians. I bought it straight from the Amazon there jungles. Goes there, more money in Jeff Bezos' yep. pocket. Yep, I put money into Jeff Bezos' trust fund for that. But that thing... Everybody has to put something on the magnet. Right. As it goes exactly. Around. As it goes around, add something to the magnet. Well, there's magnets at both ends, John. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it can't fuck itself, though. No, no. I, yeah, I can't. Not, not even close. The, uh, the dingus end is not bendy enough. Well, let's talk about hammers he needs. He needs, uh, he needs wrenches. He needs pliers. Buy a, set of, buy a set of crescent wrenches. Yeah. Buy a set of, but Brian, my good ones like the crescent, my, the crescent brand crescent wrenches. You know, I've, I, I normally buy, I've bought cheap ones, but the real ones, yeah, they make all the difference. The cheap ones, you put it on there and you turn it once, and when you take it off and try to put it back on again, it doesn't want to go right. again because they're, they're 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 slopping. There. They're slopping there. But yeah. good crescent wrenches, when right. you set it to the right thing, it'll you can stay put there it forever. On, you can take it yeah. off and. And you can lock it. The That's the difference wrench. between a good crescent wrench and a shit piece of and, fucking Chinese bullshit and anger. A, sh a shitty crescent wrench yeah. will fuck your nuts up in five yeah, seconds. That's true. Like, so open oh. end wrenches. Ooh, and, and you know what you should get? Box end wrenches or yeah. ratcheting. If, well, if you want to get the ratcheting wrenches, that's nice too. I mean, yeah, I have a Harbor Freight set and. But they're I'm wider, too, yeah. and sometimes you can't get and them. I, the and I'm not afraid to tell you. I'm not saying they're perfect you. for everything, but I tell you what, when you have that, that nut or bolt that you need to get a box end on, and you can just go... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
It is definitely a force multiplier. But this so, is for a household, right? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, so he's a young kid growing up. So, right. but you could get those. Don't even get him a ratcheting wrench. You know, socket set. Yeah, and and sure. and and hammer. Steve says, you know, get a ball peen, and uh, get a claw hammer and a rubber Best mallet. A rubber mallet. And so maybe look at a, maybe look at behind you on the screen. If you want to be the coolest guy there, I said it. You got to get an S-wing made in America with the leather, the leather loop handle. Um, I have one of these hammers that I got from my grandfather. He was born in 1901, and I got his S-wing roofer's hammer. Which is the roofer's hammer is a little different, but it's but the point is, for thirty bucks you can get something that's made in America, has a goddamn genuine leather handle that only gets better the more you use it. My rock hammer is an S. Yep, and it's a good thing. And so for thirty bucks you can buy yourself you can buy yourself or your kids something that feels good in your hand. A good rip claw hammer is gonna save you on any job, you know. <coughs> I have a hatchet. I have an Ashling hatchet. Yeah. That yeah. like grandfather gave to my dad, that gave to me, right. and it's still fucking hatchet. Yeah, they, I, I mean, mean it's been ground down quite a bit, but you know. It's... But seriously, if you're gonna buy a hammer, don't buy some fucking harbor fraught, you know, hazard fraught <laughs> bullshit that's gonna be like, oh yeah, you're gonna use it twice and it's gonna have a permanent bend in it, like Paul's dick. It's just the kind of thing that Where's you just Paul? Pittsburgh. Uh, but anyway, you got to see it to believe it. But the uh, it's it is the kind of thing that. Like that hammer right there, I've I've I have one that my grandfather gave me, and I have one that I got at a flea market years later, and they're both two of my favorite things. When I'm working on the roof or when I'm doing a woodworking job, I know that that hammer, plus that son of a bitch goes through drywall like nobody's business. So if you got to do a light demolition job, the neck of the hammer is not round like a shitty bullshit Chinese made hammer. The neck of the hammer is an actual weapon. So the neck of the hammer is designed to just plow through drywall. Yeah. All right. So what about saws? What does he need saws? I was going to say a speed square. Oh, but you got to take a class on how to use it. And please do, because I remember how to use that in a house. I remember how to use anything. Three of the functions on a speed square. I mean, (laughs) honestly, I don't work with fucking tree carcasses at all. So, uh, I, I don't. I'm bad at that. Like that is not my jam, and it is that kind of a thing that um, I got one of these. These are cool if he likes to bust things up. Uh, demolition hammer, not the electronic kind, the actual analog kind, the kind that is powered by the human. DeWalt. And yeah, well they make so that has that little notch on it. That helps. so everybody that, makes that one of these spur there. Let yeah. you grab hold of like a two by four or a yeah. two by six. And you can use the hammer, say it's twisted, Right. you can use the hammer to straighten it out yeah. and then nail it with another hammer. You know? Everybody makes a decent... Uh, Vaughn does a good one. This, this one I got pictured as a Vaughn demolition hammer. Uh, demolition hammers are fun because you just know you're getting into some bad ideas when you get a demolition hammer. Uh, the Fiskars one is one of these things that it's like... It's actually just a zombie apocalypse tool. It's like a Which crumble. is another... Yeah, it's, it's, it really shouldn't be sold to the public. Um, yeah, that thing is the Fiskers. The Fiskers one is the Isocore demolition tool. Um, you may be paying an extra couple of bucks for it, but what you end up with is something that is truly satanic. I mean, look at that thing. Look yeah, at tail. its Yeah, the tail, man. The <laughs> stinger on the bottom of it. That's the Fiskers Isocore demolition tool. 
And it's uh, impregnated with silver so you can kill vampires. That's true. It. it will kill vampires. That's exactly so right. So tell me, how important for a young man starting his own household yeah. is a ball peen hammer? Oh, ball peen? you need a when ball you peen need hammer. to break something, nothing breaks something accidentally or intentionally like a ball peen hammer. Punches. I mean, there you can go. There's everything. You, he's going to need everything. Right. That's I'd true. I'd rather have a mini sledge than a ball peen. Oh that's yeah, just my own personal yeah, yeah, preference. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. In, in like a dead blow, you were saying a dead blow, like or a, a very large blow, ball peen works pretty nice. Kind of, yeah. They make one with a rubber end yeah. and a hard plastic end. Uh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, hold on. I'll and, the, I have the graphic thing. <laughs> the but that's that's a good. You use that all the time. Is this kid a single kid? Hold up to, uh, yeah, well, he's getting married in November. Well, he, he still needs a flashlight until then. So this is. So I'd get him uh, a he needs a flashlight. Yeah, he needs a flashlight. So this here's a this here's a. Harbor wait a minute! Wait no! Stop! This here's a Harbor Ste- Freight. No, no! Wait! Stop! Flashlight. Steve, Steve's helping out. I he said needs he needs a, a flashlight. flashlight. Yeah, a flashlight until you know November. All right. All right. So here's where Harbor Freight got it so close to being right. So they, they made this dead blow hammer, and it's got the requisite amount of buckshot. You know, it's got the number six shot built inside. You can hear it shaky, shaky like a rattle. Um, and it's fine. And this one has seen no shortage of fucking hot lunches. I mean, this thing has been this thing has been rat fucked nine ways from Sunday. In fact, the the inside of the metal part looks like a primer on a twelve gauge gun. Yeah. I mean, this thing has fucked its occasional cat. I mean, this 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 deal. So when you buy these, they come with uh, three heads, like a yellow head, a red head, and a green head that are various different viscosities of rubber. Mm. Okay. Um, I have proceeded to destroy the other two heads, and this is the green head was the last one I had, and I put it on. So I think um, we'll check, we'll consult the Googler, but I'm fairly certain that this thing might have set me back 14 doll hairs, Ooh. maybe six with a coupon. And it was worth every single now, cent. Now, this thing has down. been fed into running motors <laughs> as the example of the uh, damage to the pretending to be fiberglass handle. So yellow on the handle part, yellow on the neck, usually infers that the entire handle is fiberglass or Kevlar. And this, in fact, is some bullshit Chinese stuff where they just put a yellow rubber sleeve over a little tiny, like, little tiny bullshit quarter-inch handle. I'm going to pass this around so the class can enjoy it. Um, But So, you know, that is a dead blow hammer with a a rubber mallet end and a metal end. That thing has saved my ass. On more than one occasion. So that's a good unit to have. That is a very, yeah. very good unit to have. But you know, you're, it's you're indispensable. You, yes. You mentioned that they have like so, this metal thing inside the the fiberglass, right? Yeah. The Chinese do some interesting things. So there's like when you buy they bikes, they do a lot of interesting. Well, no, but so <laughs> yes. so Pinarello, like a Pinarello bike frame, yeah, right. right? A carbon yeah. fiber bike frame yeah. set you back about eighty five hundred bucks. All right. Okay, yeah. for like the high end one. So they had these ones on eBay that like were supposed to be a Pinarello, whatever. Sure. And guys <laughs> bought them and they were like four hundred dollars. Right. And the guy was like, wow, this doesn't feel like it. And he dug into it. And they had put an Easton hockey stick. As, Get the fuck out of so here. So, like, the, the down tube and all yeah. the other stuff that's supposed to be, like, multiple layers of multiple carbon. Multiple layers of carbon fiber. Or just, hammer. like, a, a hockey stick with mud wrapped around them. And then Get hard. the shit oh, no. out of here. It was awesome. No Six, way. Eight, 10, 12. All right. Hours. So yeah. these things, these are the blow hammers, what you can get yeah. from Harbor Freight, you know, the hazard fraught. And they come in all the various different discrepancies. But what I will tell you is these things are good for maybe once or twice hitting of a metal item because the skin that's on the outside of it 
is is thinner than the skin on the back of my elbows. It's like a Nerf football. It is, <laughs> right. Um, you can't really get, fight your way out of a chain link fence with one of those. Whereas the thing John's holding in his hand will give you ridiculous amounts of unrestricted, unmitigated oh, savagery before it gives up the hunt. And that that is Harbor Freight. I mean, I'm not going to tell you it's not. It's it's not. That's not <laughs> top so, dollar. So, right. so what does a kid need for sauce? Sauce? He needs all the beer. Sauce. Get him a get him a cordless sawzall and a variety of blades. Oh my shit and god! I would like to call you guys attention to screen number one, where you'll see that hammer. Is it called a four in one quick change multi head hammer? Cost you set you back five dollars and ninety centavos. A whopping six dollars at the Harbor Freight. Compared to Menards at seven ninety nine, so the Menards name brand item is going to set you back a whole eight dollars. But I will say that everybody should own that piece of shit that I just showed you guys, because that thing is truly Moto Guzzi level of reliability. Like <laughs> it has that confusing like three different red and then red, white, and green heads. It's for the Italian flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. There you that. go. That's a true Moto Guzzi toolkit right there. So get one of those for your son, because yep. he, he should hit shit. And you know, the one end, you can break shit real fast. The other end, you can just kind of push it where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I was once given the d description by my grandfather. Uh, you don't call it a hammer. You call it a swing press. Uh, I like it. And I thought, when he said that, he's like, hand me the swing press. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> or if I'd been fucking with this thing, it was like, and me the swing. Man, fucking kids. Fucking fuck. <laughs> eh, fuck. Eh, yeah, fuck. Eh, fuck. Go. Hand me the swing press. Yeah. But all of his neighbors just called it a Charlie. A Charlie? That's his name. Oh. Yeah. A Charlie. Yeah. Grandpa had a knack for being good with a hammer. A persuader. Uh, yeah. My, right. my grandpa yeah. called it the persuader. Yeah. yeah. How many people's grandparents owned like six pairs of spurs? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. That was it. My, my grandfather was that guy. So that was uh, that's the thing, you know. Getting a good hammer is a good thing. Saw, I mean, come on. Oh, everybody should get a miter saw kit. Why? Because they're just maddening. Like you buy oh. that plastic miter saw kit. That's when you know you're a pregnant lady trying to screw your way out of like a window project or something. <laughs> like, look, I came home with a miter saw kit so I can put up some trim, yeah. or I can make my own picture frames. It's never right. It's yeah. never right. It is and the it most moves. So, so the oh. one joint's like this, and the other yeah. one's like this. Oh like, man, the plastic the miter thing. saw kit that they sell at like all the usual suspects, like all Home right. Depot yeah. or Big Lots or whatever. It's good for like, one pull of the saw. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, yeah, it's a you just you know you're saw. better off to just like. Chew it into the shape yeah. of what you want it to be. Yeah. But do you notice, like, like so something as simple as a miter saw in the yeah. 1950s, yeah. you could probably find one from the 50s, and yeah. it still works. It's still perfect. Put it still locks on. in it. Yeah, it's perfect. Bench saw. Right. Like, yeah. I use my bench saw. You just rotate the, the what do you call yeah. the pushy thing? <laughs> the pushy thing. <laughs> the pushy thing. My, my mom, like, God rest her soul. My mom took a very, very ancient miter box that was made out of hardwoods, mm -hmm. that was made out of hickory, and she did every fucking corner molding, everything in our house as, you know, and, you know, a Sicilian, yeah. you know, and a daughter of a Sicilian immigrant, and she just decided we should have cool things to look at in our house. Well, think about this. Yeah. Like, you know, right now, there's a bunch of dudes that have cool, like, man cave garages. Yeah. 
and they have working 1940 and 50s refrigerators that yeah. they keep their beer cold. Yeah. They're perfect. Yeah. My refrigerator in my house is nine years old and it's dying a horrible death right now. <laughs> and like to fix it is almost $800. So it's, it's not even worth doing it. But meanwhile, to fix like this 1950s one that my dude right. got that wasn't running yeah. was like $57 and now it's running and it's perfect. Well, yeah, the, because everything's so beefy and they're using yeah. a different refrigerant. The right. Airbnb that we did for the AIM show last year in Columbus was actually a funeral home. Oh, and that was so awesome. That was great, place was right? great, yeah. So upstairs, though, in the residence part of it, where we had the party center out on the roof and yep. the nice 50s bar and stuff, but they had one of those gr- fridges where you had, like, the the, eight, the the heat exchanger was on the top, top. of the fridge, yep. so it looked like a fucking robot, and you put your foot down on a pedal to open the fridge door. That's oh, genius, because you're always holding shit in your hands. I, just, I love that place, because yeah. they were like, go out on the roof. There's no there's no railing, no. and you could totally fall off oh, of and course kill you yourself, yeah. but we don't care. No, just it was great. Go out it was totally it. cool. Yeah. It was very good. That's when the NoCo guys were with us. The, no, right? the, the North Colorado Motorcycle Podcast. Yeah, they needed, was, they yep. needed they needed to heat up their mics a little bit. A little bit. So I listened to their I listened to their podcast a lot. And as it comes in like here, seventy five percent. Yep. You don't need to adjust the knob. We come in at like seventy five percent. You don't need to adjust the knob. NoCo, you got to turn the knob to maximum and rip the fucker off because they're recording at that like green level of like. Plus four dB, mm-hmm. and honestly, for podcasts, you got to record it like plus twelve dB. Oh, there's more than that. You yeah. got to compress it. You yeah. got to EQ it. But I mean, it's like it just the base of the the amount of sound energy that's yeah. going into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The when you set these things to auto, they record at like plus four dB. Oh, very conservative. Very conservative. Yeah, yeah. So if you set like our our Boy Scout, our uh, R two unit, our R two unit records. At fifty percent, at only like plus three or four dB. Right. And that's to get rid of like if somebody goes. Ah, like that. Thanks, only, John. That only happens <laughs> once. In, right. That that doesn't yeah. happen that often. Right. Yeah. And so, so. In, in the ultimate optimal setup, we'd right. all have our individual mic channels come in and each have a compressor, and I compress them all now. But I do it all post, so right. we're recording all this to two tracks, and I do it post. I mean, but if I really wanted to bring a laptop, we record each channel individually yeah. through this and do that, yeah, right. and I could spend more time yeah. than I actually do Again. now. Doing it, but I think it sounds like so. After compression, after leveling, after expanding, and after doing all the other things I do to it, it sounds pretty good. But you're right; and it does it, sound great. But but, but they, they come in too soft. It, and Noco big, is a really good podcast, but they're so quiet that you have to rip the knob off in your car right. to get it to be like listenable well, at 70 miles an hour. So yeah. w- one of the reasons that we probably sound pretty good is right. I, I do national TV shows, and so I edit national TV right. shows. So when you do that, like you're, it has to be like they. You like we have deadlines for these right. shows, and sometimes they send they send changes like a day before it's due. Yeah. And so we're like editing our brains out, staying late to do whatever. And if I send them something that is not perfect, right. like their their audio scope, like you have one dB wow. of of leeway, and right. if you're not within that one dB, they will reject the show, and then you're fucked. And with podcasts, and Jackie did that Jackie Van Ham's podcast, which is amazing podcast. Her content is so much better than ours, <laughs> and but it came in soft. Right, yep. so you got to go big. You you have to go on the loud spectrum because remember, your target audience may be listening to this mm-hmm. at seventy miles an hour. Right. Jackie so, obviously spends some time preparing her. Jackie's podcast, podcast is so good, and yeah. it is such good and, content. And she's trying to venture out into video and stuff. So she, she does has a crew, and she's she does. doing her thing. And yeah. Jackie's anything Jackie does, and this is a completely unsolicited. Again, I haven't mm-hmm. spoken to Jackie this week at all. Anything Jackie does, she has the good sense 
to focus in on stories that we all are very interested in. Yep. And she is able, like, fuck, when she comes up with a story idea, I'm like, God damn it, that's why she's so good. Because I would have never thought about that because I'm too busy, like, playing with my cat or something. And I really yeah. hope she stays safe because apparently from her post and stuff, she's, she's going, going out to Sturgis. Sturgis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sturgis 19? I mean, yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah. It'll be the last Sturgis. It won't be the last Sturgis. Because I average age is over 65. Well, did you read the article out about Sturgis? And they put this out. And they were like, Sturgis is known, notorious for spreading STDs. It is, yes. So, like, how are they going to control a virus when they can't even keep herpes from spreading around the place? Again, Sturgis. (laughs) So, uh, there's so much stuff that happens at Boot Hill. COVID can't penetrate leather. (laughs) (laughs) And you're talking about the skin of a lot of the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, right. What's the next beer for me? I need a new beer. Okay, you guys want to hear a uh, party member uh, post? A party yes. member, uh, yes. he's got our hotline, so he used the hotline. So uh, last night at the, you, uh, at the very manageable hour of 23.53, because I, I do military time for all my shit. Right, so 11.53. That's right. Uh, Patty, Patty from New Jersey. Patty, Patty all furniture. Uh, so Patty says... Smart Park. <laughs> so so patty says i'm looking for suggestions and this is probably for you steve i'm looking for suggestions in the northeast i'm in north new jersey and i'm looking for a two to four day moto journey i'm up for anything twisties on the sport bike or moto camping on the adventure bike mid mid-august apparently he's into bears and leather he says any suggestions uh patty i would Plan a trip like the Lake Erie Loop if it was possible right now and stop by Cleveland Moto to say hi, but now is not the time. I work in the ICU with COVID patients and I need a loner trip to sort through some shit. My wife is very understanding that way. Now, this guy works in the COVID ICU. That's like my buddy Eric. That's right. And he just needs to go and disappear somewhere. His wife has said she approves of this trip. He needs to go and get his head together. Go ahead. I have an idea. Didn't yeah. they do a Moto Giro up in like up that way, like out on the East Coast, like up through yep. there? Yep. So that might be you know some yeah. some good hints at That's where real you good might want to try to go do that Moto Giro that. right. Yep. I don't know how far that is from or whatnot, yep. but you said a two or three day. He said two or three days, I... and that Moto Giro kind of slots into that. Oh, or how about? How about um, it's he'll have to travel probably about five hours, four hours to get there. But what right. about the M MDA, whatever the fuck, the, what is it called? The <laughs> MABDR. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the, the East backdoor Coast discovery one. route. <laughs> the bad decisions bad decision, route. right? The backdoor but, discovery route. But exactly. that, that starts really north in Pennsylvania, yeah. so we take a few yeah. hours to get there. But so that, he could do a mid Atlantic. A mid-Atlantic BDR. Yeah. So he could do a mid-Atlantic BDR and only slice off as much of it as he wanted to. Right. That's yeah. a good idea, too. I like that. Because if you've got an adventure bike, I mean, that would be, you have roads, you have, you know, that one is, a it's 50-50. It's right. nice roads, and it's also fire roads and things like that. So yeah. that, would, that would give a nice little few, few days. And, after, like, you know, two and a half days in, turn around and go back. And that's a good thing to do is you don't have to bite the whole thing off. You can no. just take as much as you want, just the tip and just for a minute. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I, I, have I no promise. Problem I promise. Just the <laughs> checks in the mail. Yeah. The uh, and I won't arrive in your mouth. The uh, but the point being that I Heart really in Phil's mouth. Everybody's coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey. 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 
But it is true, and I do I do respect the shit out of this guy, Patty, because <laughs> yes, I do that stuff. I grab the motorcycle and I fuck off. Yep. And I disappear, and I disappear for a few days, and who knows where the hell I've been. And that's well, my shit's gone limp. <laughs> the uh, but it is true, and I like I love that being on the bike and just being like, okay, I have a bag. Where did he say he was in New Jersey? Northern New Jersey. So like northern New Jersey, so in the south of New Jersey they have the Pine Barrens. And it's beautiful and it's exotic and it's cool. And then in the north of New Jersey, they have that like that whole East Coast thing going on. So yeah. He should he could come through New Hampshire. Yep. Go into Vermont. Yep. Take Vermont one hundred up and stay in Stowe, Vermont for I mean if you didn't if you didn't want to camp, you could stay in Stowe, Vermont at the um it's the Sound of Music uh, what? Family's Lodge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Looks, and when you're going up Vermont 100, Why it's like... so you... far from a microphone? Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, all right. On? So uh, Stowe, Vermont, and it's the Sound of Music? The granddaughter of the... Julie Andrews? No, no, the real <laughs> the people. Actual the people, actual yeah. people. Oh, you mean the Von actual Trapp not Nazis? Family? The Von Trapp family. The Von Trapps. Granddaughter. They have a lodge up there. Okay. A motorcycle lodge. No, no way. It's a, no, it's not a motorcycle. It's a it's a beautiful. It looks like you're in the Alps. I mean, really? seriously, it looks like you're in the Alps. It's beautiful. Oh, this sounds fantastic. So you could look Steve, it up. Steve, have it's you a, been there? I've been there. I've been Get there. Get the fuck out of here. Times. But Vermont 100 is an awesome road to ride. Really? But if he's coming from New Jersey, he can come up. He can come through <laughs> New Hampshire, go up through Vermont, go up Vermont 100, and end up in Stowe. It's called the Trap Family Lodge. Yep. So it's the Trap Family Lodge, put and I'm going to put it up on, on the thing on, because damn it. well, the podcast ones ah, just can't see it because of our we camera there, angle right the now. The granddaughter was singing in the like the library. The hills Look at are this. alive. They're wearing drindles and shit. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful place. Like the chicks are all wearing the the, the native dress. With it it looks like the picture was taken in 1952. Oh, 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 oh. I like oh my this god! A lot. Oh, this is great, dude. Yeah, I love that. I have a little thing for that. Or if he wants to do something interesting, oh, don't, then, don't. I'm just saying, then, if because you said two or three days, right? Then he could come around. Come have a brewery through, like Lake Placid, and there's multiple routes he can come down. He can come down nine N. He can come down nine. He could come across. Go down. Oh, like, that sounds fantastic. Seven, come, cut across seventy four. Take three is an awesome ride. Where's if the you brewery? just want to like lose yourself in in uh, thought. Take Route 3, come down, and then... Beer Hall. Uh, come down 30, down into Albany and back to New Jersey. That's two and a half, you know, two, two and a half day trip. This thing looks fucking fantastic. I mean, not joking around. This is a serious... Cleveland Moto. Jesus Christ. The Trap Family Lodge. And it's trap with two P's, so you know it's authentic. And, and, and look, they've got they got cross country skis, all that. Well, oh, it's up again the, brilliant in that that general area. If the dude's into urbanics or anything, or urban exploring. Oh, okay. So right. back in the day, in the Borscht Belt, they call it. Yes. It was all the Jew, the all the Jewish um like yep. like retreats yeah. and stuff and, and and like summer camps and stuff were there, right. but they're all closed. They've been right. closed for twenty years. That's right. So there's this huge pile of abandoned things. That's a good ride to get out there, and then you have like abandoned cities to kind right. of explore and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. So we all kind of agree he should go north. Well, I mean, you're in northern New Jersey. You go south, and you're just getting more East Coast deliciousness. Yeah. But realistically. I've always been fascinated by going north, and you have, Steve. So I, I like it up there because right. 
I mean, I I ride up there so that I don't have to see anybody. Right. I don't have to. Uh, yeah. I just want to clear my. And mind. that's what he wants and to and do because I, I work you right know, up you to know Montreal. How much I work. He could go all the way up to Montreal. Well, he Can't could, except for the fact that we're not welcome negative, there right, right now. Negative. Yeah. Negative. Yeah. You know, and that's good, true. Uh, he could go to Portland, Maine. <laughs> what do you got, Daniel? A good two or three day trip might be to Hammondsport, New York. Go to the Glenn Curtis Museum. The Curtis Museum is a fantastic. Great museum for yeah. airplanes, yeah. motorcycles. If cars. it's open, though. It is. is. It Curtis Museum, the Curtis Museum, I believe, is open. Uh, I just got a report from somebody else that are, was there. Uh, they're so. open. I follow them yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. So the, they do motorcycle uh, vintage events they do. so often there, too. Yeah, the 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 Catskills, uh, that is one of those things that I've, I've done a bunch of stuff up there. My wife used to go to a, an ashram that was in the Catskills and was a former Borscht Belt 50s oh, okay. Jewish, uh, the Jewish Alps is what they used to call it. Yep. And she used to go to that. Uh, uh, Marvelous Maisie. On the, yeah, the, Maisel. the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maisel, yeah. sorry. Yeah. That's worth your time right there yeah. if you want. That's, that's delightful. Three seasons. It's really good. And it is, it, but it they is. also she's, deal. She's good. But it's yeah. pretty amazing like to see that show and see yeah. what those places used to be like and then mm-hmm. see them now because they're all abandoned. They're all right. done. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, if you want to go like anywhere, Fallsburg is kind of the easy to get to part of it. Uh, but I've made that trip several times between here and New York City and gone through that route, uh, running either on uh, 17 to 87 or just running across. Uh, it is, the, the roads are beautiful, and there's a lot of great stuff to see out there. So it's pretty cool. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's a really good tip. I mean, the idea of dealing with COVID by just fucking off and getting away from people for a while, especially, God damn it, if you're a COVID ICU person, yeah, don't you just want to get away from humans? Yeah. I'm well, sure. you want to recover first. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, uh, I, as you guys know, a couple of weeks I officiated at a wedding, and I'd like to know. I'd like to let you guys know that according to the CDC, I'm out of the woods. So, uh, as a result, as uh, the time has, let's see your woods. I know exactly. I'm I'm cool. No, like no. Uh, well, we've all seen. This. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Geraldo test. If I can I, if I can take a deep breath and hold it for ten seconds, I don't have Corona, according to Geraldo Rivera. So who lives Douchebag. in Cleveland Heights or Shaker Heights? I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Until recently, yeah. yeah. I was he's, like, wow, he's yeah. on WTAM eleven hundred. Oh, we yeah. see him out all the time. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, Geraldo Rivera is like a Clevelander now. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. always punching babies and killing seals. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I love it. A buddy of mine threw it. a chair at him. Yeah, good. I yeah. It was a it was a weird day, the uh, but it is a it is an interesting Wait, thing. Like yeah, can we remember when he uh, he had the live thing of of, of uh, Al Capone's vault? Uh, Al Capone's vault. Yeah, he found a bottle. Yeah. He found a bottle. He found and bottle. <laughs> yeah, and bottle. Yeah, I found more than that where we go shooting. Like where we go sh- and like I was like digging around, mucking around in the back, and I was like, I found this bottle. I was like, oh. It's some sort of snake oil from 1903 or whatever. <laughs> and that was only found because I was putting targets up in a actual swamp. Right. Like, literally, a low spot, what used to be something. I have no idea what that used to be. I'm like, it looks like a foundation. No, it wasn't a foundation. Yeah, he swears like up and down it wasn't a foundation. But meanwhile, it? it's the, a foundation cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> but all I know is it does sort of stop AR-15 and 7.62 by 39 yeah. This fall, once yeah. the weather cools off, yeah. we're going to go back out the Grand River. And oh, do good. The, and do, and do clay shoot. birds. Yes. Yeah, we should. Yes, yes. Where we go shoot clay birds, um, it's a kind of a fun thing it's because we'll go. Fun. Yeah, we'll go take. And, and Steve loves throwing the birds. 
I love throwing. Steve just loves loading a hand trap up and throwing birds. And he just wings birds like a madman, which is good because I'll bust birds all day long. And, and I'll throw them all day and long. And he'll throw them all day yeah, long. So that's it. We just <laughs> handle that. That's too great tasting. Yeah, good yeah, it does. It does. Like when we it's go shoot. to throw it and shoot with one hand. That know, was like the best it. thing. We're like, okay, we're going to throw birds and then engage birds with the same. All right. Yeah. Well, that's why I bet one step I want an over under. Your one step trap. You can yeah. step on it. I want an over and under so badly. Well, we'll get you one. I got a side by side. So who's going to the the long, tall one? The <laughs> long, tall one. No, the, the big red one? The big red one, yeah. The big red one? Yeah. Is it really no, called the big red one? It's not the big red one. The big long one. The big long one. It's the big long one. I thought it was called the big shark. <laughs> <laughs> so who's going? It's called the insert dick joke well, here. Nick <laughs> is going, and I'm, I'm, go- going, I'm and going, and you're going, and Dan's going, and Steve's so, going. So what's everybody riding? Bigger... Big CC or waiting, small CC? I'm waiting for you guys to tell me. I, I got nothing small running yet, so big. If we're following Dan, you better ride so a big this CC. this is a 200-mile <laughs> ride. Right? 200 mile right. Ride. 250 miles. No. All right. Uh, it's not but, that bad. But it's it's basically they give you like the six cities. If I'm not riding the Africa Twin, I'm going. Okay. <laughs> you want to ride the Super T? You can ride my bike and I'll ride my small one. I'm probably not going, no matter what. Oh, come I, on. Come uh, on. Well, man, there, what's, uh, what's it? Uh, I'm already uh, out, way out planned for this weekend. All right. So, uh, so yeah. taking off 10-15? 10-15. From where? At, uh, uh, from uh, Skidmark? Skidmark, yeah. Skidmark, right. Okay, all I'll right. On so I'm going to read you the bio. The, oh. I'm going to read you the, the, know, the play-by-play. Early for you. So since Fuel Cleveland had to be canceled due to the pandemic, Noble Motor... Noble Moto, our friend Steve, Steve Noble, Noble, who's yeah, been on our yeah, podcast. Yeah, good dude. Good dude. And lovely wife, Megan. Uh, Noble Moto figured we could have a big, long ride instead and still be able to keep social distance. The ride will start at Skidmark <laughs> Garage at 5401 Hamilton in Cleveland, Ohio, 44114. The entrance is at 1299 East 53rd Street for those who are trying to get there with their Google Maps. All right, so Skidmark Garage, it's hard to find, but 1299 East 3rd Street will get you there. It will end at a location to be determined in the greater Cleveland area. I thought they were going to end at Noble Beast. Exactly. It has been determined. We will have directions in print and available for download. The ride will wind through the country and be about 200 miles long. And with the directions, people can cruise at their own pace and with whomever they'd want. I want to win. Hopefully, some place <laughs> will be open for food and drink afterwards. Noble beast. Here are the details. We will start at Skidmark Garage. Kickstands up at 10.15 a.m. For the route, put these cities into your Google Maps app and then select Avoid Highways under Options. And i got to give them credit. That's brilliant. Yep. Yeah. So literally saying, put these cities into your Google Maps app and then select Avoid Highways. Peninsula, Ohio... Botsam, Ohio, Granger, Ohio, Mount Eaton, Ohio, Coshocton, Ohio, Gann, Ohio, which I thought was a typo. I looked it up. Loudonville, Ohio, Wellington, Ohio, Noble Beast, 1470 Lakeside Avenue East, yeah. Cleveland, Ohio, yeah. 44114. I would recommend letting Google Maps take you down the highway after Wellington. Otherwise, it is a long stop and go through the city. Yeah. John and I did that long stop and go through the city at maximum velocity. <laughs> It was terrifying how fast we were going on bikes under 200 cc's. As fast as we can. But I will tell you that when we did that long stop and go f- between the east side and Welland, it was a matter of taking like 480 
to 80 to 11 out Lorraine Road, or it, or I'm sorry, 10 out Lorraine Road, or it was like a lot of stop and go. And as it worked out, we did a lot of stop and go, but we did it at like we were on fire because it was, you know, conservatively five or 6 p.m. at night, 6 p.m. at seven o'clock on a Saturday. And that stop and go business, Sucks. we were going stupid fast. <laughs> yeah, John was a few minutes ahead of me. Yeah, and he was just killing it. And I was on a 125 and I was killing it. And you could tell that we were cruising, we were dying because there was like red light, sidewalks. <laughs> yeah. Red light, crosswalk. Right. Did not fucking matter. And the fact that the last the last 40 minutes of any race is dangerous. That's where everyone's gonna die. The last 40 minutes of that race was like red light, red light, red light, red light, red light. It was vicious. But yeah, we made it. See, I'm yep. surprised they're not going starting with Wellington and working around the other way. Right, I agree. Because then they would be yeah. back closer to Noble Beast. Yeah. And instead, you're ending up in Wellington. Then you got to go all the way across town to East. So he said you know, uh, that face marks, face masks, face marks. Sorry, that's Mark. Mark. Mark Schaffron. Uh, Skid, Skid Mark. Garage. Mark. Skid Mark. Face marks. Face marks. Again. Thanks, Chris. Uh, are required inside Skidmark and probably at Noble Beast. So this is over 200 miles. Um, there are 26 people so far thusly anointed as being going, according to their facey books. But 172 people are interested. Let's see, feel the fiber of their fabric. Yep. We, do we have to sign up for this? Because no, 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 fucking no, dude, no. show up at Skidmark. Show up at 10 Show up at Skidmark. Okay. But I want to know what right. everybody's right. I, Am I taking? I my... think there should be a at least a, a start. And there should be a flag. There should be and a there should shotgun. Be a time. There should be a gun. At and the there should beginning. be a couple receipts from each of those cities. Again, <laughs> you and I didn't do this because if you and I would have done it, what would we have done? It would have been a rally. It would have been a full-on fucking cannonball. Yeah, yeah. We would have said, <laughs> we would have said, if this if this would have been our event, we would have said, I need three fuel receipts. Yeah. In these three yes. designated cities, you laid out the cities. So right. I need a fuel receipt. I need a fuel receipt from each one of them. We'll buy you a beer if you can we would it. have made this into an extraordinarily competitive event, but he didn't, and that's smart. Yeah. He made it into a cruise, which, by the way, you guys remember that thing called the DGR? Yeah. So that's what DGR is this year. So DGR this year is all about like we're still doing the dressing up part, but we're not doing the getting together and showing off to each other part, which is going to take a lot of the wind out of the sails of the DGR because most of the DGR is like. Dude, you look fucking great. Right. And your bike looks fucking cool, too. And that's most of DGR. But what they're trying to do is they're going to try to do, like, a million points of light DGR, where it's like, you're going to have your DGR, and you're going to have your DGR, and you're going to have yours and yours, and we're going to do them all on the same day, but we're going to all, like, fuck off on our own thing in our fancy clothes. Right. Which, honestly, is just an excuse to dress fancy, which I'm totally in support yeah, right. of. There's never right. a problem with that. There's never a problem with that. Yeah. When's yeah. the DGR? Uh, usually the last weekend in September. Nice. This year should have been the year for synchronized riding, I think. Like, synchronized. you know, get yeah. something, get a little skit together, you know? Sing a skit. You could be the purple helmets. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Speaking <laughs> of that, did you see on the thing that you organized for the, uh, the 89 Grand Turismo rally? Nobody's supposed to know about that. Check oh. test. Check the 1989 sorry, Grand test. Caravan? Yeah, Check sorry, test. Something. No, it's totally secret. We're not talking at all about the 89 Nothing Grand, has Car come across. The Grand Caravan. 
So I've decided to do a stupid thing. Thanks, Steve. The stupid thing starts in Flagstaff, Arizona, and goes all the way to the road to the sun. And that's Route 89. So the U.S. Route 89 goes south to north or north to south. That's your problem right there. Yeah, well, we know. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the idea behind that is in the history of banger rallies, in the history of horrible ideas, those have been in the freezer for a long time. The... uh, Oh, that's when they're the best. You're all slushy. So, the, but the idea of the 89 Grand Caravan is that for like, we're going to have some classes there where people are going to drive cars of like low dollar value. Right. Like all my And cars. it wouldn't be a yeah, Right, exactly. Saying. And it wouldn't be a bad idea if they could all be Dodge Caravans. Right. Like really old, questionable Dodge Grand Caravans or whatever. Um, our friend Ben Lamberton came up with the idea of doing the 89, Route 89, Grand Caravan, meaning a bunch of people having a grand old time, and doing it lightly road rally, like some light things along the way. And I've always been up for stealing a good idea, so I immediately hijacked his idea and put a Facebook tag on it (laughs) and said, fuck you, it's Phil Waters' Grand Caravan. Right. Right. Also, Ben Lamberton's Grand Caravan. Tom, Tom Pennington, I believe. Yeah, Tom Pennington, yep. Posted the greatest car I've ever seen in the history of cars. Oh. And it's only $2,000, and it's a guy that was setting up for the Pride Parade made a giant penis car. Yeah. And I kind of want it. Well, it what about like the... Morgan. G- Is that the one you sent? It was, looked like a Morgan, two wheels in front, one in the back? Yes. Made it of a did, dick. It didn't made make it dick. to the parade because the butt flowed backed into it. Oh! <laughs> I like the Geo Metro. That was a Geo Metro in the front, but it was a dually in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had yeah. literally taken a Geo front-wheel drive car and put a dually on the back of it. So... What happens with these things, What anytime you get the Babe Rally guys and the 24 Hours of Lemons guys, yep. the whole goal is just to find inappropriate vehicles to ride across the country. And so the whole thing is, like, get the world's most inappropriate vehicle and drive it across America. And if you have an inappropriate vehicle, well, then, hey, uh, you're in good shape. But most of the time what people do is they fly into these horrible little towns and they buy something on the spot. And it's... Uh, like Phoenix? Well, you know, the funny thing is, like, Phoenix is, right, there's a lot of old people that die in Phoenix, and their cars become available. Especially with COVID. Yes, exactly. So I'm thinking there's going to be a splurge. Oh, my God, that is such a dick. Yeah, I don't know how you cannot buy that. But the DGR, so the DGR's thing is all about, like, you know, earning money for prostate cancer research and the Movember Foundation and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but they are doing uh they are definitely doing it on September 27th. So sign up for the DGR, be a part of it, do your own personal DGR ride. Um we're going to go ahead and play along. I'll register Cleveland as such so that we can do that thing. But yeah, DGR is always a lot of fun. I feel bad that this year it can't be the same way it's always been in the past, but I think we can do it in some manner. Like yeah. you guys have been going almost every weekend, right. so maybe it's, that weekend yeah. it'll just I don't get even a little get bit. Why you can't one. even do it? Because you're apart when you're riding yeah, a motorcycle. Absolutely, social distancing at sixty well, miles I, an hour is what's I working. I think it's right more now. or less the beginning and end that they're worried and about. And that's exactly right. Well, I yeah. don't think we'll be able to do like this bar stop right. where everybody goes in and right. You know. right. But hey, well, I mean, if you went to Twin Oast, you could do it easily. And, you know, that's a great idea, too, is pick a spot, a 10-acre field, right? So everybody can social distance. I mean, it's probably legal, but you could do uh, the Metro Parks, one of the parking lots, and have a couple coolers waiting there and 
Yeah. Um, stay six feet along, you know. No. Yeah. So on behalf of the folks at the Metro Parks, no. who are our customers, <laughs> no. I'd like to tell you, a big thing in the Metro Parks right now is a lot of people are using the Metro Parks as a destination for car shows and a destination for motorcycle shows and stuff like that. And the Metro Parks police are having a really tough time keeping people from congregating and creating illegal groups of two or 300 people for these impromptu car shows or impromptu motorcycle shows or impromptu family reunions when the ultimate goal is if we like our Metro Parks and we want to keep them, we have to keep them socially distant so they don't go in there and lock the gates on shit so we can't get into them. Well, I feel like you could have 100 people yeah. or 200 people right. if they all stood six feet apart. Yeah, the problem and, is they're not. Yeah, and James, so James does triathlon stuff, and so he's always riding the Metro Parks, and he's like at O-Dark 30, there's hundreds of people in the Metro Parks already. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Well, well you remember you when down we went to Edgewater. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, we, we went on, you were with us. We went on a couple of rides early in this whole thing, and we went through the Metro Parks, and it was like there was gangbangs happening everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. It was insane. Yeah. yeah it See, was... they could do a car show where the cars drove by a parade. There's a lot of that happening right now. So a lot of people in the vintage car thing and and street rods and shit, they're doing that where they're doing like, this is our our start point, this is our destination. And motherfuckers are doing a straight up rolling car show. Mm. Well, car shows suck because you like open the hood of your car, you open the trunk of your car, you bring out your $10 folding Walmart chair, and you sit there and you like basically talk to old men that walk past your car and go, my brother had one of those with a 796 Hemi in it. And you're like, oh, fucking well, waste of a goddamn that's, day. And that's what, I know, this is what happens. And that's what Cam is. Yeah. Cam has left the podcast to right. pursue a career in Corvette car shows. Oh, so my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's where, I'm not saying he's officially he left, but he's very, yes. he's very into it. But he has his, he, you know, he, he has, has a satin jacket. Second, ja- he's he's collecting satin patches jacket. now. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Easy for you to so should we call Cam? Ca- should we call Cameron and call? So Cam's a young, oh. a young gentleman. Yeah. Right, oh, he's growing a mullet on purpose. Like, wasn't Cam born in the '90s? Yes, I think okay. so. Yeah. So Cam was born in the '90s, and he's gone into the great clearinghouse of old men. Call him up. The C- Corvette culture. We, we, what do call this, we call this. What do you have? A C4? C4? Yeah, yeah. That's he's the C4 crowd. So he like weasels away in. He weasels his way in with a C4. So you technically have a Corvette, right. the cheapest Corvette, but you also have. Right. A Chevette. But he is working. <laughs> he is working on it. To his yeah. credit, he's doing his thing, and he has yeah. a parts car, and he's moving stuff around, and he's doing his thing. It's cool. No, it's, it's all cool. good. Yeah, but it's the point cool. being, oh, like, it's cool. It's cool. 100%. I just wish you'd come here sometimes. And... I know. Yeah, but I, I will. I'm going to tell you. Well, that what I... happened is, is he got with all these guys, and like, you don't get a patch for being at the show, so he, get, he can't adorn the satin jacket. So he has to. But you get adorn his no. But he gets jacket. dash plaques. Ah, okay. So dash plaques are to. Dash plaques are to old cars what patches are to motorcycles. So you get these dash plaques when you go to these events. And I've Mm -hmm. gone to a couple of these things, and I grew up as a child going to them dragged behind my father. And really, it's a great place to learn about, like, limbago and, and like, lumbago. Thank you. It's a great place to learn about lumbago. And gout. And gout. What is is lumbago? Lumbago and gout. What is lumbago? Well, they're the two <laughs> afflictions of being white and old. Yeah. So it is this thing that 
When you go to these car shows, everybody stands around Nothing in a circle. Is, Steve, with you're almost yes, there. Right, exactly. As a little kid, you'll find out soon enough. As a little kid, I, I learned that they all have lumbago and they all have gout. It's like a bagel, they, but longer. And they all right. And they all stand around and talk about their lumbago and their gout. Look at, at lumbago, look, right. look at Steve's legs. Yeah, there, there it is, right there. That's it. Well, but if you push on your leg and it leaves a dent. You have lumbar. Oh, my I God. <laughs> really? And then, but it's also with... Please send money into as a, the... As a child, I also learned... Really as a child, fun. I also learned it came with sciatica. Oh, so yeah, they would complain yeah. about their lumbago and their sciatica and their gout. And so this was all the, the results sun. of being an old man with a 1957 whatever, right? Don't the ride to the sinus. sun will be donations <laughs> for my lumbago, future lumbago. It's, a, it's pain <laughs> in the lower back, you know? <laughs> It's basically when you quit fucking, your lower back, which is built for fucking, like your whole lower back is just scientifically engineered to fuck. And when you quit fucking, your lower back gets lumbago. Well, as you get older, you put on more rings. You put on and, more rings. And, and as your rings get to the point, you, you lose mobility in your lower back because you put on too many rings. Okay. And All so right. you, your back stiffens up. Lumbago can be caused from several factors, according to Wikipedia, but the main reason is the overuse of the lower back and the sudden lifting of loads. Hey, speaking of old dudes. Usually your own load. And old car guys and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I have breaking news. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Rockabilly Ruckus, Ohio, yes. is canceled for yes, this year. Yes, it is. Yeah. They tried to sell. They needed to sell 2,000 tickets beforehand. They oh, sold. so they were literally saying the Ruckus was going to go on if they could sell 2,000 tickets. Right. And but if they couldn't sell 2,000 tickets, they couldn't afford to They're going to shut it off. Yep. So mm -hmm. they sold 224. Whoa, you're fucking kidding me. No. So they pre-sold one-tenth of the required number. Yeah. To put it on. Right. And okay. the thing is, it sucks, is it's a great It's a great show. event. It's it so is a fun. great event. And but I, I can also understand why 1,800 people would say, eh, eh not yeah, my right jam. Now. So yeah. they said they're going right. to come back in 2021, right. and they're going to be there, and they're going to do their thing. And if you haven't been to a, a rock, uh, Rockabilly it's Ruckus, fucking Ohio, awesome. they have a giant dirt flat track yeah, where guys do. take their 1950s yep. and whatever cars and go ap absolutely eight shit. I think they it's have, anything up to 1968 or something like uh, that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Kevin from the Moon Gone kills it. Kills yeah. it all they the always time do a great job. Stuff like that. And it is fun because the guys with old cars are just like, hey, 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 nice bike, yeah. nice car. Got that on the trailer, I see. Yeah. All right, well, see this? I drove it down here. Yep. And you know what I'm going to do now? Hit the dirt track. I'm going to beat it like it owes me money. Yep. And they do. And they take those things out and they drive them around. And they hit the dirt track and it is and so cool. They're usually yeah. great rockabilly bands yeah, and all kinds. It's, it's, it's a great event. So cool. So Lumbago. We'll, we'll see it in 21. Yeah. Lumbago. Lumbago. Yep. There's Lumbago. So that's Lumbago. And that's is that yep. Pee Wee Herman? Did you just... He is the poster child of Lumbago. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Lumbago. Uh, top far left. Lumbago. So anyway. Yeah. So Lumbago. The uh, that's Lumbago. So Lumbago. The. Uh, so. But I think that for what we're thinking about doing for the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, but more importantly, the big, the long, big one, the big, long one, the big, long one, that idea is really kick-ass. So that's happening this Saturday. Yep. Which means uh, exactly two days before we drop this podcast. Yep. Okay, so if you're hearing this podcast, you're make sure up. to show up at Skidmark Garage two days ago. 
and you'll be in perfect time for the <laughs> big the long time machine. <laughs> Go back two days. If you show up at Skidmark Garage, you can hear about how awesome Big Long One was. That's good. Anyone got anything else? If, if it's the people, I feel the like Skidmark we've helped garage, society. They better have a sag wagon. Oh, the other thing I was going to mention is no sag wagons ever. How was it that the company who kind of made the most scramblers in the whole entire world missed the whole scrambler bandwagon? Uh-huh. Uh, what do you mean? Trump makes a scrambler. Yeah. Triumph makes a scrambler. <laughs> Moto Guzzi got an honorable start, mention. Lots yeah, of yeah, companies yeah. made scramblers. All right. But Honda. No, Honda didn't make a scrambler. Honda made scramblers all through the 60s well, and 70s. Honda did create the concept of scramblers. The CL77. By far. It was called the Honda 305 it was Scrambler. called the Scrambler before anyone else got the idea of a desert sled or a desert rat or any of the other crap that became a scrambler. The Honda CL77 was clearly, unmistakably, a scrambler in 65, Yeah. right? So in 65, you know, Bud Ford years, uh, young Steve McQueen years. They won a Baja 500 or they something did. or something like they that. They did. Imagine Way that. Way early in the game. But all You're the riding... CLs were scramblers. Of course. Exactly. That was the idea, right? So but Honda, my... was the, Honda just thought, been there, done that. I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> you keep cutting, you keep fucking up our all, all our old good bikes, and you're right. cutting everything up. So well, I think what it came down right. to was right. Honda didn't have anything that it could make into a scrambler. That's true. I mean, it has the, the you know the CB500 is right. not would doesn't look anything like an old bike. You know no, I mean? not at all. The only thing close enough would have been the you know like the CB1100. Yeah, but that's way too big, and that, it's just it's a four cylinder. It would have never been a scrambler. You know, like they didn't have. A smaller parallel twin or a V-twin that they could do a scrambler out. When the internet got together and asked, what does Honda CL stand for? Uh, the decision was that the uh, the CB, some people believe that the CB stood for city bike. And I've talked to people that were alive in the 60s and 70s in when that happened. I thought it stood for Citizens Band. Right. Citizens Band. It, it is a very narrow spectrum of the radio, 40 channels, mm-hmm. right, um, of which 19 will get you the most good buddy, good buddy, good buddy. And, uh, yeah, 10 four, good buddy. Get you out, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a 10 eight at my 9. I'll be right back to see you. Uh, the 10.36? Negative. Anyone? Don't know. The 10.36 goes tick, tock, tick. Oh. oh, time? Yeah, time check. Yeah, and that's what—that's the childhood I had, by the way. I knew all the ten codes for CB radios. Yeah, so I could I had eight my at my radio nine. License. I had a like the WL. Yeah, yeah. You had a radio license. Yeah. I did not. I had a forty-foot whip antenna on top of my house. You had to get yeah. one to have it. Back then, you needed a, a a license to use the CB. Yeah, if you were you. The rest of us oh. just put sidebars on and excellent amplifiers, and we yeah. would just talk to people in PA. Yeah, yeah, thousand watt linear, right. and you exactly. blow all the color off everybody's TV oh, yeah. sets for four yeah. watts. Ruin it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I was I was extraordinarily dive deep in the CB culture. But CL, nobody's ever been able to figure out what the fuck CL stood for. Um, somebody said contemporary luxury. That's not true. Yeah, we checked that out. There was nothing like CB even as city bike. I think CB was a stretch for being city bike. So if any of our podcast listeners know what CL actually stood for, I would like to know anything better than like a, you know, wild ass guess about CL. 
Uh, I've never heard in all my years what CL what stood CL for. Or for. SL. Street legal is what I thought that stood for. <laughs> that was what I always thought. I was like, City SL, legal? street legal. I have no idea, dude. City no bike, idea. city legal? CL. Don't know. Yeah, but that so, would be. Yeah. Never knew. But anyway, you're right. As far as the origin of scramblers, yeah, mm-hmm. the CL-77 has got to be the earliest known mass-produced factory scrambler mm-hmm. that I can think of. Um, I'm For whatever sure, reason, Honda just chose not to like dial, delve into it whenever other people were clearly... And we'll throw this down as an inter-podcast challenge. Emma, you can call me on this one. I know I won the Most Bikes Named After Animals podcast, but <laughs> maybe she can name the origins of the term CL and, and totally trump me with some... Which, of course, it's Emma, so it'll probably be some British thing. I could talk yeah. to the Nichols family up in Michigan. Those huh? guys, Dallas. They're a very good resource. They've been a motor, yeah. Honda motorcycle dealer for years. I think they might have been the first because they were selling the Honda seven, 600 cars. Yeah. Yeah, they were like at the front leading, bleeding edge of it. So there you go. So there's that. Hey, Phil. Yeah, Steve. Do you have $29,800? Not even close. All right. You mean of disposable income? Yes. Of, of Cleveland Moto Copex? Mm-hmm. Not even close. <laughs> well, if you did have $29,800, yeah. you could buy one of the 50 KTM Rally Replica bikes they'll be selling this next year. Whoa, 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 whoa. KTM. Yes, KTM. Rally Replica. Rally Replica 2021 450 Rally Replica. All right. And uh, 30000 bucks, and you get that. But it's just got an extra, like, computer on the dashboard. Right. Like, it really isn't any different well, than... They're saying that there's the suspension and the motor and Does all Does the this. frame have a gallon of water in it? Uh, per Baja 1000 or Perry Dakar rules. Maybe. Oh, really? The frame has to carry a gallon of water? Yeah, there's, yeah. like, this weird rule that if you're fucking off in the desert, your frame has to carry a bunch of water in it. Or you have to have, like, a gallon of water with you so you don't just die out there. So from KTM, the right. work goes on. We are proud of the 2021 KTM 450 Rally it's Replica. It's up on the screen right now for people who want to know about it. With this model, we have already set the bar very high in giving the customers a product so close to what we prepare and take for the rallies across yeah. the world. True that. Of course, we always want new discoveries, and this means the 2021 bike is a significant upgrade. Okay. The gearbox construction and configuration will make a difference to riders who want to push the KTM Rally Replica to its crucial limits. Before the electronics take a right. shit, and you have to buy a new motorcycle. And it is crucial for us to be able to transfer what we learn directly into the hands of right. KTM riders, where we're here to win races, but making a better product is very important and satisfying. Did you say this was 30,000 Freedom units no, for no, a 450? No, 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 It's much cheaper. It's 29,800 Freedom units. It's like 33,000 tax and title. Okay. Well, that, that's like... <laughs> is that rupees? No, that's not rupees. So it's... Thirty thousand dollars for a four fifty. Yep, yep. I don't know, man. That's like that's like a lot per cc. But then you can claim to be Lyndon Poskett. <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't give any money for a KTM. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's out there in like, case you have. You know, a... I used to say this about Aprilia's. Yeah. The magic thing about Aprilia's is Aprilia is the best bike in the world. If you have a billion dollars. a race trailer. Yeah, right, right. So if if your name is on the race trailer. And you have a staff of people to keep your Aprilia on the road. Right. It's really the greatest bike you can have. Right. And I feel the same way about Katooms. Mm. Like, KTMs are just like waiting to fuck you over. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. And like the funny thing is, is like there's no question that the performance of a KTM is superior to a lot of other bikes. Absolutely. But you can't be a schmuck and own one. No. You just can't. And like, you know how Tesla had the idea of moving electric through the air? Yeah. Without wires? He, he proved it. He was able to do it. And I feel that KTM feels the exact same way about moving electricity from the battery to the turn signals. <laughs> like, it shouldn't go through the air. As reliably as Nikola Tesla moved voltage through the air to get to your house from my house or the power station, I feel like KTM did the exact same thing with like the power that should be going to the turn signals. I feel like the idea is like, this is going to make the light blink mm-hmm. on angel hair and... Good, good intentions alone. <laughs> and then once either the good intentions are gone or the warranties run out, that you are fucked on the side of the highway with a bike that has a dashboard that's flashing zeros. Right. right? Yeah, because they, their, their wiring is the size of a red, you know what kind of hair. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's just, just a big. blonde one. Yeah. Bl- just a blonde one. Well, I like it when you buy new like a new car stereo or something, and it's like, okay, okay, let's try that again. <laughs> All right, I see a little whisker or something that was Every time you strip a wire, you realize the insulation is thicker than the The wire. The only way to really get the insulation off is to put it in your mouth and and carefully just, yeah, and then you might not break the wire. That's right. And and you saying that, because your credibility with wires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There is no copper core. And then then you go to twist it together, and you realize it's not made out of copper or anything ductile. No, no. Because it just continuously frays. It's literally made out of fishing line. It's it's made out of this weird fiber octave reinforcement, and there's like three little... It's chrome-plated nylon or something like that. (laughs) And that's what it is. It's made out of the teeth of Chinese prisoners. Well, here's the rule. Okay, now if you, I'm gonna bring Probably up, I'm gonna bring up, I'm, I'm gonna bring up like you know how your sense of smell yeah. has a really good memory. Yeah. Okay. We've ever been in a bad situation. You broke the cord on the end of your headphones. Do you oh, know yeah. that there are taste buds in on your nutsack, by the way? Oh yeah, yeah. You can dip lemon and they'll they'll react. I did know that. I know that I'll be doing that on Saturday. Well, you guys are on yeah. the big long one. I've been to some. <laughs> I've been to some cool fucking parties, man. <laughs> Here, dip your nuts in this lemon juice. I think if I knew it was gonna be that kind of party, I'd have dipped my balls into mashed potatoes. Maybe my that... buddy tried to convince me your dick could tell the difference between diesel and Mogas. The only reason I could think you'd need to, the need physiologically need that is to know if you're like in the right hole. You know, like <laughs> like if you have taste buds on, you're like, oh. I got like a shitty taste in my mouth. Coffee and peanuts. Back away, back away, back away. And I can tell you I've experienced that before. It was like... And I will again remind you that this is the world's worst motorcycling podcast. But there are wires that I have touched with a... Like for headphones and shit? Where I've taken them, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I just got to fix this. So I'll I'll just rip this thing off and I'll twist it together and I'll put a Band-Aid around it or whatever piece of adhesive I have. And then I can listen to music. And you realize, no, no, no that's never going to happen. And then you get your really good soldering iron out that has the adjustable thermometer and, uh, and everything else. And you set your thermometer on your soldering to, iron. To like 32 degrees. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you touch it with that. And the whole thing like, <laughs> yeah. and like all the magic smoke comes out and it just becomes like vapor or the memory of headphones. All right. And you do that and you realize that's what wiring they use in KTMs. Because it makes the bike faster <laughs> because yeah. it's yeah. so light. And in the in the hunt for speed, they've sacrificed conductivity. So 
It is easier to put a jumper cable at the front axle and a jumper cable at the back axle and just transmit electricity through the bike and burn everything up in the process to move 12 volts than it is to try to plug in a heated vest to a KTM. But you know what's interesting about this? So, like, the guys that buy KTMs and BMWs, they're usually premium buyers, right? Yeah, they are. They're spending a lot of money, Oh, fuck yeah. The, the BMW, They've never seen the bad end of a warranty. Right. The, yeah. the BMW, they're all like, oh, I got this option, that option. And they're all happy. And they spend all this money and like... They're it, thrilled because their CAN bus battery charger costs $400. Right. Yeah. But, but all the shit works and stuff, yeah. right? Right. But KTM guys, right. like, and there's no question that if you have the bike working right, the performance yeah. is fucking apeshit nuts, right? Liza drove past a guy on the beach with his shirt off. Right. And she got so wet, it fucked up her display on her KTM motorcycle. <laughs> It's a true fact. No, but I'm just saying. Like, her speedometer so, went blank. A guy pulled his shirt off. Her speedometer went blank. Right. That's how. That's how averse to moisture that bike is. But more yeah. importantly, like if you ever watch forums and dealing with BMWs or all, all these high end bikes, right? BMW guys are talking about where they went. Yeah. They might have added this or that, right. or they 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 afforded a feature that BMW offers okay. and it works, right? All right. KTM guys are like, oh, I bought this $20,000 right. beast of a machine, yeah. and then I bought a Rottweiler intake, and then I bought this, and then I bought that, <laughs> and then I had to replace this, and then I did this. And it's like, you spend thirty grand on a motorcycle, right. and then you have ten grand just to make well, the fucker work all KTMs the time. KTMs are like if Disney and Vegas got together. Because the whole idea with Disney is... You pay an absorb, exorbitant amount of money to get into Disney. Right. But that's really just oh, the entrance, just right? Did, right? Did I ever tell you so? But Vegas, it costs you money to get out. Right. So right. the trick with Vegas is like, if you're having a good time at Vegas, there's bail involved. Right. Right. So KTM is like, if Disney and Vegas got together on a weird weekend and went like, ha, we're going to fuck you on the front end and the back end. And that's when I went to Disney. So my, 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 my <laughs> grandparents, my, my, my in-law parents, whatever the fuck you call them, parent-in-laws or whatever, they brought me and my wife and my daughter down to Disney a year ago. To get in, your ears. In February or January, because that's when it's like 85 <coughs> degrees and cool. And, and think, Sure. My week was 41 degrees <laughs> the whole time I was there. It was snowing. In and I only took shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And it fucking sucked, dude. It was so cold. Nothing you buy, was like good. like a 90s sweat. <laughs> no, you can't. Because once you're on their fucking property, right. you can't leave because right. then you get whatever. So you, it, uh, one sweatshirt would have been $115 because oh, I had yeah. a fucking Mickey Mouse Seriously? face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For real. Yeah. 100%. Not joking. Yeah. And like I was with my, my parent in law. So like I was they spending $170 a day on beer just to yeah. survive, did not kill everybody involved in this. Yeah. And that was only three beers. Should have had your vape pen. Well, I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It was, yeah. oh, man. And it's. So I've owned a few KTMs, mm-hmm. and uh, I've owned them all the way to the first, second, third, fourth warranty claim, maybe a second recall. Right. Right. And that's been the nature of owning a KTM. Right. And it is a strange thing. It's like, yes, we always joked about the Ducati guys being late for the ride because they were busy having unconventional sex. Right? <laughs> like, that's the nature of being a Ducati guy. Right. But the like KT- Jeffrey Epstein owned five Ducati. Wait, right. with <laughs> their bikes or with each other? And, uh, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> And and I've, owned, and I've owned a few Ducatis, too. And that's one of those strange things. is like you show an event on the Ducati, and people who are at the event, on, you know, like the general event with all the people, and they're like, oh, what'd you ride tonight? I'm like, I rode the Ducati. And they'll fucking walk away from you. Like, why are you walking away from me? We're friends. Right. But I just made the mistake of saying I rode my Ducati tonight, which means, like, they think I'm going to be the guy who's going to be like, 
you know, dropping an extra little roofie in their beer or something. Like, Ducati has this reputation of just being like a very weird Italian chest hair cocktail of bad decisions. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. Right. Everything uh, about Ducati, like for Milan. Yes, <laughs> Ducati is very much, and I ride, and I ride a lot of them. But the Ducatis, invariably, anytime you're in an event and you see the guy who owns the Ducati, the first thing is, if you own a Ducati, we know you own a Ducati because you shop at the same place the guy who owns a Porsche shops. Mm-hmm. It's the house they own the shit, right? Or like, Ferrari, the Ferrari or Ferrari or whatever. The same way. Right. A guy who owns a Ferrari will let you know he owns a Ferrari within the first five minutes of meeting him. Well, it's kind of like Harley. That's why Harley wanted to buy Ducati, right? Well, I think that Harley Davidson is more about they brand themselves. Yeah. So it's like if you couldn't tell by the leather skin and the like, the paunchy belly and the Harley Davidson t-shirt that you could tell because they're more like, well, I'm a Harley guy. Like the Harley guy mentality is a thing. Yeah. But Ducati is more of a like, it's more like you see a black... You see a black rodent with a white stripe down its back. You know it's a skunk. So without even getting close enough to smell it, you know, well, stay away. Whereas, like, the guys who own Ducatis have Ducati clothing items that are visible from long distances. And the red and black color scheme is like, it's like a sexy version of the orange and black color scheme. And we do know it is sex-based. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's like the back of those uh, macaque monkeys. Like, the macaque monkeys, you know when you see the back of a macaque monkey that it's a macaque monkey. Like, that is only a macaque monkey. And Ducatis are the same way. No, I noticed about... They're always presenting. Ducati you had with the movable fairing? Uh, uh, That's a Multistrata. An old Multistrata. An old Multistrata. 2011. Doesn't that remind you kind of the Transalp? Yeah, because Transalp did it first... And everything else was an imitation of it. The but, TDM 850 was an imitation of the Transalp. I mean, just the front. I mean, yeah. the front of it and the, like, yeah. the, just the way the, the dash. And those bikes were all, all of those bikes, Africa Twin, Transalp, TDM 850, Multistrada, they were all the, I, the same concept was like, let's pretend to play Africa Twin. Let's pretend to play D- Perry Dakar this weekend. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But there is. There the TDM is, was nice. There though. is yeah. the 1% or 2% Ducati owners. Yeah. That are like complete engineering nerds. Yeah. And everything else. And yeah. they're like into their bikes and they know everything about it. They talk them. about trellis and yeah. frame flex yep. like it's a good thing. And they're like, oh, well, you don't understand. There's an engineered amount of flex into this frame that helps it sweetly go around the corners at Laguna Seca. Right. And those are the true Ducati Cognoscenti well, that are like, those cats are the two stroke woods guys. Like, like you get into any group of anything, like, like Dan knows his bourbon, right? So Daniel knows bourbon, and you don't dare try to like, hey Daniel, try this bullet. Daniel you know? knows all alcohol, right? And because that's his jam, right? That's what he does, right. and uh, that's the thing. You know your drones. Nobody's going to sell you a bad drone, no. right? That's exactly it. Well, it is, but it, it's interesting that though, like a brand can like like same with oh, Porsche. I don't know. Yeah. Easy now. I don't know what's what going, on? going on. Sorry, I'm not. I don't know. He's not right. But anyways, so like right. with Porsches, like you have the same guys. You have the guys that are super rich and own them, yeah. but then you have guys that know every of fucking course. bolt yeah, nut right, about right, them, and yeah. are and so it's an engineer's thing. Ducati yeah. has that. Ducati yeah. guys like there's guys with 25 year old Ducati that nobody else can get to work, but they know oh. theirs are flawless. I know three or four guys who are NASA engineers who have Urals. Mm-hmm. 
What the shit? Like, come on, guys. Are you everybody serious? I've met, ever met with one of those is a total fucking asshole, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing. No, no. It's a grumpy, a grumpy <laughs> asshole. It's only the two-wheel drive Uralls that are assholes, right? Is no, yours too? I mean, Do you know what? No, his is a one-wheel drive. All right, see? So, uh, but but Uralls are like... They're like, you know, this motor could be better if it was a hit and miss engine. Right. Like these guys are always trying to down tech it. They're like, they're going, well, you know, if the carburetor was made of wood, it would have more resonance. They're like, if guitar guys and motorcycle guys got together. I think it needs a rosewood slide. Exactly. It needs a rosewood slide. You know what? The throttle body should be hickory. Yeah. But not American hickory. With brass wound uh, yes. throttle cable. Yes. Ron Wong's yes. The the Ural people are all secretly wishing their Michael's made of wood. <laughs> That's all it is. Because yeah. like putting a BMW engine in it wouldn't 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 make any sense at all. No, exactly. No. Right. Fixing everything that was wrong with the Ural would involve an act of 1989 national reparations and putting a wall back up. <laughs> like I mean, the Ural should have stopped. November 11th of 1989 should have been the end of your all. It would have been like, look, we don't have to do this anymore. We can put really, really good we Nicosil. We don't have to embarrass ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> we can put Nicosil in here. We don't need to be Ostdeutschland anymore. We can just be Deutschland. We can just be Germans. We can give up all this 1937 corrupted, stolen... Russian, like, where was the line drawn in 1945? Right. Oh, look, we got that factory. <laughs> Quick, build some shit on 1937 BMW castings. So can you just rip out of the, the Nepper guys? Neepner guys crap. are the worst. Those are crap. Neepners are Neepners are, Neepners are, are historical Chang Jangs. So, like, the Chang Jang is really, really bad because it's a Chinese-Russian... BMW motorcycle from like, I, honestly, I'm not. I'm going to be conservative and say from World War One and a half, when oh they were having all these little wars between World War One and World War Two. They had flatheads. They were literally flatheads. Yeah. They had flat the the Chang Jang is flatheads. They're straight up flatheads. They actually are kind of look. They look kind of cool. But you'd be better off to put like one of those Onan engines in. We had one come <laughs> through the shop and it full chat like making it work perfectly. It made. 1.13 buddy power. <laughs> like, like anybody in the shop, any single 125cc scooter we had in the shop could rip that thing in twain. Like there was nothing shittier than all the bolts that held up Chang, uh, Chang Jang together. These you things. Had a lever to get it into neutral. Oh my you god! You couldn't use to get it into no. neutral. You had to use a lever. No, you used a stick. a because stick. Because the hand would. Yeah. If you tried to use the hand lever to put it in neutral, it'd just break your thumb. So you'd grab a stick, and you'd jam a stick into it, and if you wedged it hard enough, you could put it in neutral. Chang Jangs are junk of the highest order. They were truly just like what happens. If you were a primitive society, like, say, Ewoks, and you're a bunch or of Ewoks, China. or Chinese, and you find a factory that some advanced society left behind, and you can't figure out how to make, how to make like the proper like true space vehicle, Right. You might figure out how to cobble together a fairly good toaster. And, all and you that's what a Chang Jang is. You had no tools but hammers. Right, exactly. <laughs> a Chang Jang is like, you do the you do know... The Republic of China you do is know listening right now. That, that machine over there uh, makes... From Houston 
Texas. Yeah. That machine over wow, there, if you, burn. If, if you press the yellow button on that machine over there, it makes a hovercraft. But you've made a 1920s motorcycle. <laughs> right. Because you figure out how to press the yellow button. You just, you just were over here manually putting together, like, cylinders cast out of, like, railroad ties. It's just garbage, man. Like, the more I look at those things, every time I see somebody's like, they show up at an event, they're on a Chang Zhang, and I'm just like, cook it to tick, cook it to tick, cook it to tick, Oh, it's garbage. It's dear, so bad. Dear China, yeah. I hope you're stealing our COVID information. No. Because you're because, not fucking figuring out yourself. No, anyhow. no, they did because the same company that made Chang Zhang's, right, makes the Benelli. 302 and the 600 and the 135. Really? So Who's bike, buying those communist pieces of shit? This guy named Sleepy. This guy. Right. Who's like putting literally jet engine exhausts into his Chang Jang. That's what I'm talking Sounds about. Sounds like so, he's hiccuping all through the... Uh, I'm telling you, you guys got to be careful because... The only thing worse would be buying one of those Janus's. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, settle down over there, Is young man. Flown? Well, are, you still on, are you still in line for a J-shaped ah, anus? Touche. Touche. <laughs> I sent him a link to a one for sale now, and he was like, no, no. I want to wait until the warranty is in full effect. Oh, no. He wants to have a Janus with a full. Yeah. Oh, you well, definitely now, want now, now, wait. wait. <laughs> you, you know, I, I uh, sent an email to the uh, Janus guy to say, hey, oh. the, uh, the DJR is coming up. The you what? ought to send one over, the or G- I'll, R- I'll run over it and pick it up. The DJR? DGR? It sounded like DJR. DJR. Yeah. The D-bag's coming up, so I have to so, get my So I'll, I'll run over and pick one up, or if somebody's got a, a trailer, help me out, but uh, bring one over. I think you guys can enjoy it. I wrote it. You're the right kind of guys to uh, put it through the paces. So what'd they say? What'd they say? <laughs> they have not gotten back to me yet. Yeah, that's because for sponsorship, they have none. Yeah, yeah. Well, they well, do, but you don't get the D on the tank. You get the anus. Well, well. Here, here's the thing. I think every one of the guys in, in this room would enjoy riding that bike. No doubt. I mean, yeah. I was even just looking at what, what made me think. You know, we were talking about the scrambler and everything, right. and one of my little pet projects is all or dream. I wouldn't even call it a dream. Just a little flash in the pan thing is. Would be to, like an old Royal Enfield, turning right. it into... Because I saw a picture of a guy on an old single-cylinder Norton yeah. that was scrambled out, right. but back in... Build a proper put knobby six-days bike. Yeah, it would yeah. be... I thought it would be interesting. Yeah. It would be fun to ride around. I'd try it out. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, this is the whole thing. I mean, we are we are motorcycle horse But the Janus here. is 250, right? We'll ride anything. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Janus. You, you know, Mac, you, <laughs> you, you would enjoy the bike, I think. John and I, we, John and I, I try. John and I, I Smokey Burnout uh, 250 Chinese bike into submission in my parking lot one night after yeah. it was election day. We drank way too much. Oh, yeah. And we got back to my shop, and the only thing left to do was do Smokey Burnouts on Chinese bikes. Yeah. And we did until the police showed up. And okay, the, we're done. the police we're done. showed up, and we were like, we were proper midnight drunk at 8 30 p.m. <laughs> and, the, and the police didn't get it because we'd, we'd already had the bumper car out at that point like we'd, we'd gone through a whole arsenal of bad ideas like, like we had emptied the shop of all the dumb shit and john was like i don't think that bike can do a smoky burnout and i was like i think i can do a smoky burnout on anything and john was like gauntlet thrown bitch and i was like okay as long as you don't ask me to wheelie it 
And, no, 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 right. No. And no, I tried. I couldn't wheelie that bike. Yeah. Like I nearly killed myself trying to wheelie that fucking bike. But the uh, we could smoky burn out it. Mm-hmm. We we got it cooked up pretty good. Hey, and that's yeah. when the police showed up. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, you've anyway. had you've had a love and hate relationship with Royal Enfield. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So the Enfield interceptor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm that. Well, it's awesome. I love it. I mean, so <laughs> remember about the Royal Enfield. There are sleepy. still new uh, Royal Enfields that we sold out there running they along are, happily. Yeah. No, and again, well, like, that was by yeah. far I know people not the shittiest bike you sold. Well, no. we're, we're all familiar with the Interceptor it didn't even have a roof. 650, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Interceptor <laughs> <God Intersexter. Intersexter. laughs> The Interceptor. Dude, I'm totally going to buy an Interceptor. No, seriously. The Interceptor 650 is a popular bike. Right, right. Doing well. Everyone seems to like it. Do you know what they're doing this year? No. They're going flat track racing. Good. They should. Yeah. So Royal Enfield yeah, will compete should. in American flat track racing, yep. Johnny Lewis, Moto, Autonomy. <laughs> I'm hiccuping. I don't know I why. predict they'll get their asses handed to them, but yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, really commend them for at least showing up. You know, you know why? Because they're going to be racing on the same track with those fucking Indian 1200s, yeah. Yeah. which are said. just insanity. The new yeah. entry will race in the series. Which are production they're calling twin- a scrambler. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> but they're calling it the production twin class. Royal Enfield slide school instructor Johnny Lewis will be piloting right. the new machine against established competitors from Harley Davidson <laughs> Indian. Hey, okay, all right. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your breath for 10 seconds. Stand on your head. Don't scare me. No, <laughs> don't you dare scare me. I know you can do this. Your wife's pregnant. Pretend oh. you took a big bong hit. That means it wasn't me because I have a vasectomy. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. And that's why it's even scarier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, you had a no-sectomy? No-sex to me? Yeah. No-sex yeah. to me. Yeah. So I do, I do understand, like, yes, it makes perfect sense that they get into flat track because flat track is something that Americans do like. Um, it takes place in a nice confined area, and you can. it's good for marketing. Flat track mm-hmm. is really, really good for marketing. Yep. And it does give you a win on Sunday, sell on Monday mentality. Yep. Now, I don't think the Royal Enfield is going to be winning on Sunday. Yeah, we've got to have a rev limiter at like 3,000 RPM. <laughs> <laughs> that motor is not meant to rev. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, it is, I'm glad that they're doing that because they need to do that. And Enfield UA, it's not, it ha- I mean, they've been doing a great job in the U.S., but the, the field has been so weird, like, it's hard to tell what's a good bike and what's not a good bike in this time when America's social a novelty distancing. type of yeah. bike situation yeah. where nobody yeah. was trying to be like, ooh, this is the best sport bike or this is the best off-road bike. You guys want to hear the greatest rumor I heard this week? Yes. From five different customers? Well, not customers. They haven't spent any of my money shop yet, in the shop yet. But So five different people have told me that they heard I was going to be a Ducati dealer again. Mm. Congratulations. Thank you. I'd like to, uh, on behalf of everybody here at Cleveland Moto, I'd like to thank you guys for letting me know that I was about to be a Ducati dealer. Ducati hasn't uh, notified you yet, but they're going to let you have the privilege of it. No, Ducati did notify me. Oh. So yesterday I took a phone call from Ducati North America, where they told me, in no uncertain terms... You're right down the road from Triumph. Right. So we want you to be a... Well, Ducati dealer, right? So the, the former situation was that Northern Ohio Ducati in Canton, Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio had one building that on the left half of the building was Ducati, and the right half of the building was Triumph. And this is how they got around the whole, like, we don't want anything but us in our room. You know, like, a lot of the manufacturers are very funny about that. They'll be like, 
We want to have make sure all of our shit's in your room and that no competitors can get into the room with us because we only want you to represent us. And that's usually the sign of a very, very small penis. So when we deal with these guys, if somebody says, like, you can only be a Triumph dealer and nothing else, we're usually like, well, you're very small in the trousers and we don't want to work with you anyway. (laughs) So when Ducati says that, Triumph says that, our buddy Doc was like, okay, well, I'll put you in the middle of my, I'm going to, in the middle of the room, I'm going to have a Maginot line or a 48th parallel or a a Mason Dixon line. 58th parallel. (laughs) Stop at the 38th parallel would be a better idea. And, They'll put an invisible boundary between the middle of the shop where the Triumph stops here and the Duke starts there. And that makes both idiots happy. And again, the person who loses is usually the dealer. Right. So I don't like that situation because fuck you. I'm the guy with the dick in this situation. So you can all just go back to where you came from. And we get to pick who we sell. And it's people who work with us and we like generally and we work along with. It's amazing how much two inches can get... It is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. And so uh, we got our phone call. So we got these three unsolicited emails from people saying, I heard you were going to be a Ducati dealer. <laughs> and I was like, well, I hadn't heard that yet. And I'm the one who signs the checks. So <laughs> what the fuck, man? What Internet are you on, pal? Uh, where's your Google go? <laughs> so I checked Google Earth and I'm not a Ducati dealer. And then Ducati called me yesterday and Ducati wanted to make me a Ducati dealer. I think that the first three guys that said I heard you were a Ducati dealer might have been the advanced party. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, again. Yeah. They were like, oh, they oh were no. playing mid-Ohio games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's okay, dude. Don't worry about your Multistrada. Don't worry about your Dosadura. Don't worry about your, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, we got a dealer in Cleveland. He's great. He's called Cleveland Moto. Quick, sign up Cleveland Moto. This asshole's got a crank problem, you know? <laughs> we need a warranty claim in Cleveland. So uh, when they called me yesterday and we had a beautiful discussion about how we weren't going to be a Ducati dealership. The last Ducati guy that came out bought us a nice dinner and took me out and winded me and dined me and everything else and 69 me. And the end result is I didn't sign up for Ducati because he didn't hit the spot I need to have spot hit if, to be a dealer for you. So he came in like this. He came in like, like this, this, and I like it like this. I'm more of a like this guy, and he came in like that. So I'm more of a the getting the balls in the game, right? So don't ignore the, the balls. So Ducati didn't do that for me, and also they don't count scramblers towards your total count. Oh. So, yeah, it turns out, yes, I could probably sell 60 Ducatis, but 59 of them be scramblers. Right. And that's not how they like to balance their workload. Meanwhile, to me, Ducati's a Ducati. If you go out to hunt deer, nobody counts the little ones versus the big ones. You got deer, right? You know? We went fishing. We caught 18 fish. Well, look at these little fish. Well, they count. They're fish, right? <laughs> you said last time, I still can't stop laughing. I went out drowning worms for four hours. Fuck that. Fishing is dumb. <laughs> all, it's Fishing's just hard on worms. I just, I That's like all it is. It's worm torture. I go fishing. Right. Exactly. I go catching. That's exactly yeah. it. Seriously, I listened right. back to the last yeah. podcast when he said the guy was out <laughs> drowning worms. I laughed. Anyway. But the dude... The dude from Ducati was very nice, and he was very civil, and we had an understanding, and the end end result of the understanding was Ducati paints a picture I can't afford to look at, let alone have hanging in my living room, right? So that's what it was. But I think it was so strange that in one week, I've got a concentration of at least five people all of a sudden asking me or telling me they've heard a rumor that I'm a Ducati dealer. I am not a Ducati dealer. I am not a MotoGuru dealer. 
I do work on Moto Guzzi's, and we do work and get parts for Moto Guzzi's because somehow, strangely enough, we are no longer a Moto Guzzi dealer, but we are still a Moto Guzzi service center. I still don't understand how that works, but they do still sell me parts. So I'm good with that. We're okay with that one. We are not a Ducati dealer at all. But not you, even close. But you have Ducatis occasionally on for sale. Again, because I have a particularly bad decision-making computer in my brain <laughs> where I keep buying sexy red Italian motorcycles. Right. Yeah. At and, an excellent price. At very good prices. Because they have no resale value. That is one of those things. Like a Vespa has the world's best resale value, or Ducati has the world's worst resale value. It's an yeah. old luxury. It like, is. It's old luxury. It is. nothing. Right. If you've got an old Bentley, you have garbage. Cadillac like, North Star. Yes. But if, I would love uh, to have an old Bentley. Yeah. If you have an 89, La- if you have an 89 uh, Jaguar, you have a lot of problems. Right. You have a good car. You, you have, have a, a lot Ford. of problems. What's that? You have a Ford. 92, right? You have a Ford Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right. So that's it. Anyone else got anything else? Yeah. All right, that's that. Man, I, fucking, I think that was a quality podcast. I feel like we've upheld the standard of Cleveland Moto. I think there's way too much information in that. There was way too much information. Well, we didn't have a topic, so we had to go with whatever Chris brought. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's never good. Which is mostly ignorance. pork and beer. And what about a joke? You had a joke? He, he did have two. a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. He had two. Let's did you miss those? Well, Maybe were... he has a third. Do you have a third ending joke? He didn't make a big kerfuffle about them. They just sort of right. got slipped in there. But yes, okay, you're fine. I'll come back next week. With what do you get when you material. cross a donkey with an onion? <laughs> I don't know. What do you get when you cross a donkey with an onion? Well, most of the time, you just get an onion with big floppy ears. But every once in a while, you get a piece of ass that'll make your eyes water. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, ride fast and take chances. Press the button.